106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. I have never been particularly poor at calculating. I have never been particularly poor at calculating just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. From the time I got to the Senate 180 years ago. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. It's estimated that 200 million people have died. Now we have over 120 million dead from COVID. That saves billions of gallons of gasoline. I mean, billions of... Uh, Two point, I think it's two point three billion dollars worth of excuse me, five hundred billion dollars in savings out of a trillion six hundred billion worth, for, a, a trillion four hundred billion worth, out of a billion four hundred million, excuse me, a trillion four hundred billion dollars. And by the way, it's cost a lot of money. It cost about seven hundred and forty million billion dollars over ten years. Okay. Do you have any plans? To visit the border. I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. 15 days, death toll tallies, intubations, lockdowns, masks save lives, months pass by, get tested, vaccines save lives, months pass by, death toll tallies, economic collapse, Months pass by. Masks don't work. Vaccines don't work. The tests don't work. Get tested anyway. Do you see it yet? Climate change, sex change, follow the science. Men are women. Ignore the science. Women are cis. They don't exist. Breastfeeding is chest feeding. They, them. Kids are sexual. Little girls are kinky. Eight-year-old drag queens because trans is beautiful and degeneracy is tolerance. Do you see it yet? 1776, 1984, left, right, Democrat, Republican, capitalism, sexism, racism, socialism, communism, globalism, new world order, chaos, disorder, BLM, CRT, MAGA, Antifa, defund, debase, erase, virus, death toll declines, crime death toll surges, open borders, kids in cages, kids trafficked, kids raped, kids killed in the womb, get jabbed anyway. Variants, because you're not complying. Do you see it yet? Do you see it yet? Do you see it? Hello, friends and neighbors in Mason and surrounding counties. Attention, be a victor, not a victim. We will be having a beginner's concealed handgun class this coming Wednesday, October 26th, at Keller's Riverside Store on the beautiful Llano River. Classes start at 8.30 a.m. This is an all-day event. We will attempt to teach you all the necessary information you need to obtain your CHL and hopefully when you can use your weapon to defend yourself if the need arises. We also will give you your handgun proficiency test as needed to get your license. The cost for the course is $100. We accept cash, check, credit cards, gold and silver, and used guns. For information or to sign up, call Crockett Keller, 325-347-0055. If you are a socialist liberal and or voted for the current campaigner-in-chief, please do not take this class. You have already proven that you cannot make a knowledgeable and prudent decision as required under the law. Also, if you are a non-Christian Arab or Muslim, I will not teach you the class. Once again, Again, with no shame, I am Crockett Keller, 
347-0055. Thank you and God bless America. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. And this is episode 128, and it is appearing on September 11th, 2021. Thank you for checking in with us. If you're new to us, this is uh, a little over, oh, maybe it's two and a half hours when you include all the breaks. There's six segments, about 20 minutes each, with uh, some educational breaks in between. So there's no pause. It just uh, I I pause and let other people talk for a second. And uh, so you can check this out if you listen to it and you're listening to it on your uh, podcast source or through your podcast source. You can always go back to uh, nohostagesradio.com and check it out, or you can check out my articles over there. You can also uh, email me at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Uh, you can also text me at 530-713-1838. Or you can call. Uh, I do phone people back, and I do respond to texts uh, quickly. And so uh, I'm going to be on it, uh, whether you call me night or day. If I'm on the other line, obviously, it's just one person answering a phone. So give me a break there. So um, I also am doing a live show now again. Uh, This comes up on Saturday, fresh each week. But I'm also doing a live show between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. left coast time here in Northern California. So if you want to check into that and also listen to it, you can. We're now live streamed. And it's a little different than uh, we used to do it. We used to have a website through KMYC Radio. Uh, This is going through a uh, live365.com. That's L-I-V-E, the number 365.com. You just go to that website, click on radio. That's the media you want, radio. And it'll give you a box to put the call letters in. And you just put K-M, M like in Mickey, K-M-Y-C. And that should pull up whatever's on at that hour of the day. So 10 to 1 on Saturday, that would be me. And uh, we do a live show there. Uh, we haven't really, we we are basically set up to take call-ins over there. If you ever want to call in from somewhere in the country, that's fine. Um, I I don't have the number handy, but uh, we're getting close to, you know, we're, we just started in May back on uh, live. That station got burned down by an arsonist. So they just kind of rebuilt it and we're back on there and, and uh, we're still getting uh, kind of the bugs out, if you can say it that way, and uh, getting used to everything. So uh, so you could check that out. And then uh, there's also a web uh, Facebook site, Live with Lou, to match the show, which uh, has my articles and also, it, uh, this podcast recording is also over there. So if you ever have any interest in doing that. So I think I covered all the details. Um, okay. I wanted to mention, I wanted to read this. Uh, 
about, I called it addiction and trust. And it says, December 25th, 2006, my father and mother walked into my bedroom, handed me a duffel bag and said, we're not going to watch you kill yourself. You can't live here anymore. You're welcome back here when you have a one year clean. I was all of 18 years old and every bit of a junkie. I was given exactly 12 minutes to pack my belongings and off I went. On my way out of the door, they had me hand over my keys to the house. So that began my journey of experiencing what drug addiction was really like. No more uh, comfy beds and meals to hold me uh, back from my bottom. No more folded laundry or warm showers to shield me from the harsh reality of what I had done to my life. I hated them for it. I promised them they would pay. But deep down, I knew the truth. We all do. I knew what I was, and I knew where I was going. Trust is the first thing to go in the life of an addict. It was the first thing I ever lost. People just stopped trusting me. My parents were no different. They are realists. They knew what it was. They knew it wasn't their fault. They never second-guessed themselves. The weekend uh, that I visited visited them next, nowadays— they insist I stay with them. Or, sorry, this, this weekend I visited them. Nowadays I insist I stay with them. They even force plans uh, upon me, scheduled dinners, brunches, whatever, whatever they can. I get it. They missed me. This is the real me, the one they always hoped would come back. My father left a key on the countertop this weekend. A simple text followed, I made you a key. We love it when you come by. Uh, they say, don't be a stranger. To most people, this key is nothing more than a half-ounce, two-inch piece of metal uh, used to unlock doors, but not for me. To me, it's everything. This is progress. This is the culmination of a 15-year journey. This is the end result of all those trips to central booking. All 29 of those intakes I did at treatment centers, all those halfway houses I lived in. This is for the hundreds of nights I slept in a train station. This is called trust, the easiest thing for a drug addict to lose, the hardest thing for us to earn back. I'm going to uh, mention right off the top today, and I usually talk about Dr. Cassidy and I working together. Dr. Cassidy is our local specialist in addiction. He really could retire, but he's working part-time just to, he treats anybody, but he's, he really likes to treat addicts because a lot of doctors don't want addicts on their customer list, patient list. So I want to give a pitch. Uh, we're working together. Uh, we're going around the government because the government has all the money and provides horrible service to addicts. They provide good service if you have a heart attack. They'll get you there in three or four minutes, get you to the hospital in four, four or five minutes, treat you on the way. But if an addict uh, is out on the streets laying in the gutter, they just let in our town, they just leave them there. And uh, that is uh, that is not humanitarian service. And so Dr. Cassidy and I are are uh, encouraging addicts by handing out our phone numbers. And I'm going to give give them out here in a minute. And I want to encourage you, if you have an addiction problem or you have a family member that has an addiction problem, uh, we, we, can, we can fix them. And I don't mean we personally can fix them, but we can get them lined up to get them the help that they need, whether it's from medical or uh, spiritual or whatever. And so uh, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Cassidy and, and encourage you to uh, 
He works at Peachtree Health, and and if you're an addict, just call Peachtree Health at 749-3242. That's 530 area code. Just when they ask you what's wrong, what what do you need to see the doc for, just say addiction. If they get if you jack feel jacked around or troubled, then uh, here's Doc's number five three zero six eight two eight six four eight. You can just text him. Please don't call him. Just text him. Tell him your name. You're an addict. You need to see him. And uh, if that doesn't pull it off for you, just call me up. Just dial me, text me, call me twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. And my number is five three zero seven one three. One eight three eight, and if this is your first time, it's Lou. So just uh, you don't need to get fancy. Uh, we're we're there to help. We're seeing addicts come in every every week. Uh, we're seeing a lot of success. So I don't uh, it. Uh, I was going to say it doesn't. I don't care how long you've been out there. I do care, but the point is, it doesn't matter to me how long you've been out there. Uh, we can see you changed up, and uh, if you're if you're not if you're still alive, there's still hope for you. So let's get it on. And uh, we'll we'll get the government help if we need it, but uh, we're we're just going to get it on with you and get you straightened out. So, so give us a shout, and uh, we can get you rides to the doctor. Just make that appointment. Call up and make that appointment. Five three zero seven four nine thirty two forty two. If this doesn't work, then call uh, text doc or call or text me. Okay. So that's why I read that story right on. So what's happening is right now throughout our our communities throughout the United States of America, we're in the midst of a communist takeover. It's, it's a not at this point, it's nonviolent, but it's being, it's been done by uh, use of money. Uh, all the public officials are turning out to be uh, policy prostitutes. They're being paid off to do things, stuff that is contrary to what I would consider uh, ethical uh, decision-making. And so, um, so that's going that's going on, as well as a fraudulent uh, foisting of a common cold, and and cranking it up to sound like it's it's gonna it's apocalyptic. It's gonna devastate the entire world. What's gonna devastate the entire world is a carrying out of the solution to the common cold, which we normally didn't even give a second thought. You just dealt with it. Everybody dealt with it. Nobody even talked about it except noticing you were missing from work for a few days. And then you came back and you go, wow, I got, I'm glad that's over. I feel better. But now we've got to micromanage it. We've got to quarantine you. We've got to, we've got to trace you. We've got to shove stuff up your nose. We've got to try to convince everybody that the people dying of the hospital are dying of natural causes, COVID natural causes, and not being killed by the hospital. The fact is just the opposite. They're being killed by the standards of practice, practice foisted upon the hospital by the medical community at the federal level and using remdesivir and ventilators. And at the end, that was if that is going to be shown as the mechanism to thin the population. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. My friend, a number of my friends, almost every month, I have friends that are leaving California and moving to various states. And uh, a lot of them, we, we stay in touch. And so one of my friends wrote, uh, actually, he forwarded this very short uh, message from an RN named Jill, and she says, I went to the Medical Freedom Summit tonight. Uh, this is, I believe, in Missouri. A nurse from Mercy Hospital was there. She works uh, in the ER, uh, or she worked in the ER. She called her manager just to check on things. The ER is down 17 nurses tonight. Do you hear what I said? The ER is down 17 nurses in in uh, 
Another way to say that is they're short staff, 17 nurses. Why do you think that is? That's from the harassment of the of the communist government we're under right now to force uh, throughout our nation to force very various occupations to take a toxic chemical that's been unproven. And in fact, it will kill you or uh, deform you or cripple you. And they're forcing people to take these jabs. They're not vaccines. Don't ever that vaccine is a euphemism. It's like saying that the biggest abortion clinic in the world uh, is Planned Parenthood, right? It is, but they aren't planning anybody's parenthood except killing children. So the ER is down 17 nurses tonight, just in the ER, she said, with four exclamation points. And the mandate hasn't fully kicked in yet. She says, don't get sick. No one, no one is going to be there to care for you. So um, anyway, that is, is uh, incredibly, it's shocking. It's just shocking what's going on. And, and there's all kinds of occupations. The, uh, I think I had a couple more of these testimonials, but I don't see them right, right here in front of me. Um, anyway, these nurses and uh, law enforcement, not so much law enforcement here, but in some areas, uh, certainly the military is under a lot of pressure. And uh, schools, big time, schools, big time. So uh, anyway, we're running people and we're just I, I heard somebody uh, that worked for uh, Sutter North. That's a big health operation around here. And the doctor that was uh, over this certain department at Sutter North finally said, hey, I'm, I'm tired of uh, debating all this stuff with you. Get the get the shot or get out, get the shot or get out. And uh, so it's pretty gnarly. And and that is a violation of your workers rights. But the fact is, you really don't have any rights until uh, you want to fight for those rights. And that's going to cost you money. So if you think that James Gallagher, you seen James Gallagher running around town trying to sort this out with the, the education system. You know, it's a state education system. He's a state assemblyman kevin kiley who's running for governor has been all over the state talking at school board meetings encouraging school boards to not follow the mask mandate right not follow the mask mandate and so uh, he was speaking down uh on youtube i see he was speaking on at in tustin california and uh he was saying to the school board he apologized to the school board saying that the anti-science mandates were uh, pressed upon the state uh, and and upon our children. And we forced the children out of school for no good reason. And now we're playing this fraudulent game, if you could call it that, probably shouldn't call it that, a, a fraudulent scam and a scheme, a hustle, to make this sound oh so bad and so many people have bought into it but the fact is he was saying that the the school board can can decide i'm not we're not going to do mass in the classroom but then i heard through the grapevine that the reason they were insisting on masks in the classroom 
They say, well, that's what the state wants us to do. That's what Dr. Lou, our local health officer, who is actually not a health officer. She's a death officer. She's a sickness and death officer. She's a a uh, comrade of the Communist Party in the United States that wants to destroy the country. And so um, so when the documents and I'm not going to read all the documents, I only have two and a half hours here. So the documents basically say from this, I'm using Marysville High School, Marysville, Marysville Unified School District. I'm using their inside documents to their teachers that uh, it says that, from Gary Cena that basically the COVID rules have consumed us. Yes. How when's the last time you've ever heard anybody in education say say to get our kids to be the top campus in the United States or in California has consumed us to get our kids to get 4.0 has consumed us to get our kids all a hundred percent reading at proper percentile has consumed us to get our kids doing mathematics at the proper percentile at grade level has consumed us. No, 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 no. So, so I heard to the grapevine that, uh, the reason they had to mask the kids was because they were getting paid to mask the kids by the government. I want you to just let that sink in for a minute. Would they pay to, uh, would, would they, would they circumcise your kid against your wishes? If they, if they were paid by the government, would they cut their hair? If they are paid by the government against your wishes, would they give them abortion pills? Would they give them pregnancy pills? If all, if the money coming to the government was conditioned upon giving all the girls pregnancy pills, would they Im- give you the HPV immunization? Would they give that to all the girls if it was conditioned on money coming from the government? Listen, how far will these bottom feeder educators, these administrators go? What is the line? Is there a line in the sand anywhere for the educators? Will they let, will they let these people uh, harass our kids, molest our kids? Will they let molesters off the hook? Is there anything that the educators of Yuba Sutter counties would actually stand up and protect our kids? Is there anything that would offend you and would finally you would put your three hundred thousand dollar salary, Mr. Cena or Mr. Miss Asumi or whatever your name is? Would you put your salary on the line to save a kid? Would you? You didn't on. Uh, over here in Yuba County Office of Education, they didn't on Jim Whitaker when they welcomed him and him as a molester and hired him after the other, the other districts fired. But there is anything that the state would want to do that you would actually stand up against. Is there anything? Just imagine all the things that you think are offensive. Just list them and, and say, oh, well, the state would never do that. Would you imagine five years ago that the state would insist on kids sitting in plexiglass cubicles being being uh, told to have to take their temperature, having a mask all day on, not being able to talk to their friends, not being able to have activities, right? Well, when I heard that they, I found out today when I called a friend of mine who had contacts in the education system, I says, is the reason that we're having to mask, it has, I know it doesn't have anything to do with health. And I'm going to read you some stuff will scare you to death about your masked, masked kids. But is there, uh, is there anything to this about the, the reason they're forcing kids to be masked is because there's money involved. And that's the truth. 
We made a call to the education system at Yuba City, and they said, yep, that's exactly what's going on. If we don't mask the kids, we don't get the money. And money is more important than health of our children. I want you to just think about that. And when you think about that your kids are safe, I'm telling you, I've had people nervous about the Glad Tidings campus. And we got we got way more security and way more concern for health and welfare out there than your local school does. And they you just give those kids away for two-thirds or three-quarters of a year at a time. We'll be right back. We're going to do our second segment in just a few minutes. Hamilton and I love California and I love our agriculture community and driving these country roads that pave the way to opportunity. I'm a proud mother and veteran who comes from a family of patriots who have dedicated their lives to public service. I'm running for Congress to make sure our communities still have access to the American dream. While politicians continue to play games with our water supply, our farmers continue to face growing challenges here in our district. Our representatives should put the needs of our residents first. Families, small business owners, and every resident should have the basic assurance that they're being heard, fairly represented, and treated with dignity. I'm Tamika Hamilton, and I want to continue my service to this nation as your representative in Congress. Paid for by Tamika Hamilton for Congress. The video that we saw from Project Veritas is what brought us out tonight. Um, as a parent in Sacramento, I was just floored. I had a few suspicions of our own school in Twin Rivers Unified. Um, so this just confirmed that my gut feeling is right. The man had an Antifa flag behind his desk. Yeah, Chairman Mao in the fucking corner. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I hold administrators at that school. I hold, I hold the person at heart. I was a correctional officer. I retired from there. They went all the way back to my junior high school. How far did you guys go back? All you needed to look at is what is social, what is social community or, or clubs he belonged to. The tattoos probably told the story. The Thomas Unified will be taking the legally required next steps to place the teacher on unpaid leave and terminate the teacher. The Thomas Unified supports individual freedoms and freedoms of expression. This case is not about that. The totality of classroom decisions and choices made by the teacher violated district policies, state education code, and broke a trust with our students and families that they expect history, social studies teachers to teach civics without bias or favoring their own personal beliefs. Let's get on with it. Let's go. Let's go. We've all been in here without a mask long enough. We can spin without one. I will say this, is that if you have a mask, and if you are um, concerned about your own safety and those around you, that you, that you um, please right. put on a mask. I care about my own safety. That's it. You stay It's nonsense, okay? I've been to the former Soviet Union seven times. I know what they do over there. I've worked with communist refugees for 40 years, since I was 12 years old. I know what it means when an entire family is blown to pieces and killed. 
okay? That's where this is going. This is evil. It's darkness. It is hell. And these are criminals for abusing our children. Okay, this has got to stop. And all of you people out there, you're men, ex-military, ex-law enforcement, current law enforcement, I'm ex-law enforcement, you need to be on the front lines every day! My immediate reaction was to pull my children um, and find another district to put them in that would support their education without violations of their education and their rights and indoctrination. And right now, they're going to be homeschooled until they're in that district. You guys should be held responsible. Honestly, I'd be ashamed to go out and get coffee tomorrow morning. Yep. Yeah. I, I, you really, I mean, when you think about the history of this country and what we used to do to folks that would do something such as child abuse to our children, and that man's still enjoying life right now. Unfortunately, you guys have a lot to do. And maybe you people on this board are the wrong people to be here. Yep. But again, there's been people fighting this for quite a long time. And they've been the ones that's been the bad guy. It's time to change this. I tell everybody that's in this thing, it's time to come back and take America back. Assignment stamped with the face of Kim Jong-un, followed by the word bomb. Various flags, posters, and political signage plastered throughout the room. Pictures KCRA 3 investigates obtained from a parent whose child was enrolled in Gabriel Guype's AP government class. The parent wants to remain anonymous, but told us about conversations their child had with Guype in which they felt singled out. Quote, he has his platform as the teacher to deliver his message and to say what he wants to say to the class. But when confronted about it in a private conversation, he retracts it. Every student in that class got his message. If something doesn't directly affect you, your opinion doesn't expletive matter. End quote. Following an investigation into Guype's teaching methods, the school district decided to put him on leave after a video was released in which Guype is heard talking about teaching students his political ideologies. Natomas School District Superintendent Chris Evans. Students were asked to put their photo up on a, a quad chart based on where their ideology was. It had a Soviet Union flag up there. It had other flags forcing students at the age of 17, maybe some 18, to publicly state what their ideology was. That's completely inappropriate. Evans confirms some of the materials were purchased by Guype in late April or early May of this year. But the superintendent also stated it's unclear how long these posters have been on the classroom wall. They've since come across a photo taken by a site administrator during a visit to Guype's classroom in 2018. According to Evans, there was a political poster the administrator failed to see. I suspect that we have more professional development to do for administrators. There's a lot to learn and, and sometimes things will be missed. That clearly was. And, and we've done nothing but own and apologize uh, for that. The parent we spoke with also said a previous student told their child, quote, Guype did nothing to prepare his students to do well on the AP exam at the end of the year, end quote. Many of them stating none of them received, quote, higher than a three on the exam, which is the lowest score you can get and still gain some college credit, end quote. 
Evans isn't aware of any previous complaints made against the teacher. We've checked emails. We've checked with our constituent and customer service office. Uh, if there were complaints and we missed it, you will absolutely see me own it, apologize, and then we're going to have to adjust some systems to make sure that that's not the case. However, if that's not accurate and people can't produce that, then that needs to be corrected. I say thank you to every past student and colleague and friend who's reaching out right now um, in support of what is happening. Um, you know, uh, my personal safety and security is obviously my top concern at this moment, but also like they are coming from my job and what I love doing in the classroom. Um, and they are going to run this campaign and get public pressure behind them. And the, it is very likely that the district will cave uh, in regards to this. And um, I'm hopeful that they don't. And um, all support at this moment is greatly appreciated. Thank you. So as a parent, you think, well, uh, you know, maybe my assemblyman, James Gallagher, is going to show up at Yuba City Unified or Marysville Joint Unified or, or East Nicholas, where he went to school, or he's going to go down there or Wheatland. He's going to lend some weight for the parents. Forget about it. Will you just forget about it? If you don't stand up, you are kissing your kids off. You just will hand them over to a molester. So I wrote, a, I wrote an article. It's called Licking an Airport Toilet is Safer. It says Yuba Center supervisors pooled their ignorance when backing their dangerous medical officers' COVID mandates. None of the regulations saved lives, but instead led to the physical and mental illness, depression, suicide, and overdose deaths. Is anyone making a list of monetary, marital, and educational damages? Even Sutter County Supervisor Dan Harris, with no medical credentials, tried to gain political points by endorsing a dangerous Little League rule that that children wear masks and social distance in the dugout. Deceiving children using the bait of fun is called child abuse. With no science behind any of Officer Lou's mandates, the state and county Gestapo resorted to Dr. Joseph Mengele-style manipulation of ch children's lives. It is cruel, it's disgusting, and it's a crime against humanity. Schools now are more like prison camps than a stimulating place of learning and social interaction. Dennis Prager in a recent article offered that the single most effective way to save America is by removing your child from government schools. Schools aren't just lousy at their job. They are morally corrupt and a threat to students' overall health. Crook County, Oregon High School Basketball player Savannah Lay wore her mask in full court practice at the insistence of her coach and the fascist state of Kate Brown. After excusing herself due to exhaustion, she found out found she was found not breathing, heart stopped on the gym bathroom floor. It was a miracle that she was revived when taken to the hospital. Despite the medical fascist, uh, despite what America, medical fascists still claim, face masks are completely useless at preventing the spread of a virus and will make you sick. The latest data shows that young people are experiencing serious negative social effects from masks, often at school. 
not to mention health ramifications that the Metacrats and media are colluding to hide. The mass of kids in sports and school are soiled. They, t- they tote around these masks, use the same piece of cloth or fabric over and over again. Uh, the pathogens that are lurking in the fabric pose more serious risk than the Ch- Communist Chinese Party virus itself due to masks being constantly handled, stuffed in pockets, and tossed on books, desks, and lunch tables. A group of Florida parents sent their children's masks to a lab to find out what was on them. Parents had suspicions but were stunned with the findings. Six masks were analyzed from six children. Five of them were con- five of them contained bacteria, parasites, fungi, including three masks with dangerous pathogenic, excuse me, pathogenic and pneumonia-causing bacteria. Not a single virus was detected on any mask. Masks don't stop viruses. The analysis uncovered the following 11 dangerous pathogen pathogens on the mask streptococcus uh, or pneumonia i'm just going to give you the common name tuberculosis meningitis septus keratitis and granulomatus uh, encephalitis uh, pneumonia bloodstream infections meningitis uh, there's all kinds of different uh, more uh, lab words but they're different than the previous one so there's different strange Uh, coli uh, diphtheria, Lyme disease, Legionnaire's disease, food poisoning, <laughs> uh, and again, meningitis and sepsis. Rather than keeping our precious offspring safe, it seems the medical fascists and the complicit bureaucrats are intent to play a snuff game. Half the mass tested were contaminated with one or more strains of pneumonia-causing bacteria. One-third were tainted with one or more strains of meningitis-causing bacteria. Now, you'd think the smartest people in the world would know better. One-third were loaded with dangerous antibiotic-resistant bacterial pathogens, as well as other pathogens that can induce fever, ulcers, acne, yeast infections, strep throat, periodontal disease, Rocky Mountain spotted flu, and numerous other health conditions. Human rights and anti-trafficking attorney Lee Dundas said children should be would be safer licking the toilet rim at a L.A. international airport than wearing a mask. She calls it the COVID mandates, the second Holocaust. We are making our children physically and psychologically ill for adults to carry out a political agenda. There's more than a 99.99.999999, right? Almost 100% chance of survival for those who test positive for COVID. There's a bigger chance that your kid's going to die, you driving, driving the car into a post, than die at school from this. And children are basically immune. So local officials endorse wearing a mask and taking the jab, both of which are life-threatening for children. Researchers also tested the children's T-shirts as a a type of control and did not find the same pathogens in those fibers. Only the masks worn on the face were found to contain the pathogens, putting both children and their T-shirts at risk. Now listen, if you don't, as a parent, where there's changes, parents are going in and they're just demanding, I don't care how much money you're getting. In fact, I had a talk with a city councilman the other day and I said, listen, we were talking about another topic where everything was controlled by money and they were wanting the city to do something that was not good for the city, but they would give them money to do it. And I said, I would rather be free and poor. Quit taking all this strings money. Drop it. 
All this money does not mean better education. You know what it means? More money for teachers, more money for unions. That's all it is, is our schools, our government schools are now welfare for teachers and their administrators. Walking away with $250,000 salary for guys like Gary Cena, who, who spent two years doing it, did a horrible job. Gary Cena may be a wonderful guy to go have a beer with if you drink. As he's got no backbone. Why would you put somebody at the head of an entire school system that's just a yes man? It's a horrible thing. And so he goes along. Uh, in fact, during this, these clips today, at the end, towards the end, you're going to hear a several clips on what Joseph Mengele said. Oh, well, this is nothing, you know, this is nothing like the Germans did, right? So I, I, I played, I got four clips in a row, short clips. When they, uh, in, you say, well, you know, they're just masks and they're not really going to inject the kids. Oh, really? Did you know that uh, last year I, I was uh, one of my friends in the Marysville school system said, I don't know whether they're going to inject kids on campus this time. They did that last year. They're not injecting your kids. What do you think they're talking about injecting them with? Oh, well, that's a vaccine. We're used to getting vaccines. You shouldn't be vaccinating your kids with all this crap. If you don't want to stand up for your kids, let me tell you what, the government's going to stand up for your kids, and they've been waiting for the opportunity to take your kids from you, right? From you. They don't have any problem with caging kids. Down on the border, there's all kinds of kids living in big cages in big open rooms. They don't have any problem doing that, right? That's that's the Obama. That started under Obama, not Trump. This country does not have any problem with starting camps and caging people. They do not. It, oh, I, I, you don't know what you're talking about. No, you don't know what you're talking about. If you're not willing to go into that school board room and just say, hell no, ain't going to happen here. And, and stand down and tell the school board to resign and you take over and then tell the state to keep their money. Uh, you're, you're taking over. I'm telling you, we can do it, but you got to do it. I can't do it for you. People call me, oh, Lou, there's a problem over here. Will you write an article? Will you talk about it on your show? Will you organize a picketing? No, no, no. You need to get a backbone, right? You need to grow some hair and get up there and do something. You, you got to do it. If you want your school system back, you better take it back because you no longer are in charge. They took it from you while you were sleeping watching TV or, or smoking a, a blunt. It ain't going to work. You got to get down there the same way at the board of supervisors and the city council. If you want them to do what you want, then you tell them either do what we want or step aside and we will find somebody else to take your spot. Just that simple. So, uh, it's up to you. Now I want to talk about, uh, this, if, if you can't get this, I, I can't fix you. So maybe you should go m watch a movie or something. I'm telling you what happened here. What happened here was a planned. Uh, it was a coordinated. Scripted. Everything was scripted from the call in COVID, which is a common cold. If you know any medical people, it's just a name for the common cold. It's a laboratory named COVID been around for years it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be ended till jesus comes 
It's been around for years, and it just keeps mutating, mutating, mutating. That's why there's never been a stop to the common cold. It just keeps changing, changing, changing. And each, each year when it gets cold, it's a virus. So you pick up the cold, and then you get rid of it. The only people that ever die from getting, like, a cold are normally nearly 100% of everybody, including people over 70 years old, according to people like Simone Gold uh, and other scientists. The only people that don't recover from the common cold are people that have a lot of other problems, like their immune system is gone, like when you have HIV, AIDS. You don't die from AIDS. You die because you no longer have an immune system, and you get a little bug, and you start getting diarrhea, and all of a sudden you just, you, you like pass everything out of your system, and you drop dead. My mother had cancer. She died of pneumonia. Cancer just beat her system to death till she didn't have anything left. Then she died of common pneumonia. So people that have bad hearts, diabetes, are fat, big fatsos, uh, are having trouble with COVID because their immune system just can't, it doesn't have, they don't have enough immune system left to, to deal with all that slob. So people with what they call comorbidities, other things that lead to death, that's what that's about. And so they had to fraudulently change the numbers and this year we had almost no flu. Why do we have all no flu? Oh, some stupid idiot said one day, oh, well, because we were wearing masks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. When did you get off the boat? The, the reason we got they, the PCR test was so flawed that it, caused, it called everything COVID, including the flu. So that's why the CDC finally said it's a screwed up test, 90 some percent false positives. So they called everything COVID, including people that died of getting hit with a with a freight line truck or getting run over or stabbed with an arrow or getting hit in the head with a frying pan. If they had if they tested positive for COVID, they didn't even have to be sick. If they just had COVID on board, they called it COVID. They changed death certificates. They changed everything. They were desperate to add it to COVID. You know the other reason? Because it made the hospital a lot of money. If they could say you had COVID on board, even if you weren't sick with COVID, maybe you had a six-inch cut in your arm and you came in for stitches, and they say, oh, we got to test you. Everybody got tested for COVID. Oh, yeah, you got COVID. Oh, really? I feel fine. I just got a big old hole in my arm. You got COVID. Well, then they got money for you, make like 16 grand. So if they put you in the ICU, you know how much they got? How much they got? Like 36 grand or 39,000. It's ridiculous. So the whole thing was driven by money. I get a kick out of it. I got I, I uh, had my uh, knee replaced from Adventist Health at St. Helena, California. They were wonderful. And I've been to Adventist Health here when they first took over. And I went to a luncheon and they prayed before the luncheon. I mean, I think, oh, these Adventists are actually Adventists. In other words, the Seventh-day Adventists, they actually love Jesus. They pray. They, they believe God is a miracle worker. They believe in healing. They believe, all, they believe the Bible. So they actually prayed at a luncheon here I was sitting at. And they brought in their chaplains, and they were proud of having chaplains that they knew people just didn't have a, a need to say goodbye to everybody. They, they needed to get ready for eternity. And so they had a spiritual bent to them, I thought. And when I went to get my knee repaired or replaced in St. Helena, the two women that worked on me to prep me for to roll into surgery were both. One was a former missionary and uh, they were both really strong Christian women. And we talked about that. 
And uh, people came in and prayed with me before the surgery. And so I thought, all right. So it's interesting to me now that we have COVID, that's, that the Adventist Hospital in Marysville would lie to people and make it sound like COVID is such a destructive illness. And it isn't. Simone Gold, who is a Stanford-trained doctor and a Stanford-trained attorney and has practiced and has live licenses at both, was saying the other day that COVID is not, a, is not a threatening illness. The problem is you. If you have a susceptibility to catch stuff and you're unhealthy and your immune system shot, you have an autoimmune problem and all those kind of things, that causes you to have a lot more serious illness. And so we, we, what we have here in our, our system is we have people lying about COVID. Why are they lying? Because the government told them to lie. And the government said, I want you to say it this way on the paperwork. And if you say it this way, then we give you lots of money. Let me tell you, what other profession do you know that takes money when they shouldn't for services? That would be prostitution. Some people think it should be legal. It's not legal right now. But however you think about it, or we should have compassion on prostitutes. I do. I know. I know some. So, uh, but my point is that that isn't normal. Normal is finding a partner and having sex with that partner and for pleasure and for producing children, right? So when you have a woman that you convince to go on the street and you make that her living and you give her free heroin or meth and you pay her to do all manner of sexual behavior with all manner of people out there four or five, six times a day. Uh, that's called prostitution. It is no different for the Southern Yuba County board of supervisors to tell their fellow citizens that they said they were going to represent and they were going to protect them. And I, we, they, well, we love man. We love Yuba Sutter. We love our constituents. But as soon as the government said, we're going to give you millions of dollars to throw your friends under the bus and run them out of business. Did you have one supervisor that stood up against that? I don't know of one. They all, they bent over and pulled down their panties. That's what they did for 10 bucks, right? They got their money. They got their glory. They didn't miss any health insurance. They didn't miss any payments. They didn't miss their retirement. They just dropped their drawers and bent over again. Trustees at the school system, same, same. Oh, we, well, we didn't want to mask the kids. Yeah, you don't get the money. Okay, okay, we'll mask the kids. Oh, yeah. It's going to cause depression. Oh, it's okay. Well, they'll get over it. Yeah. Oh, it's going to cause, you know, they could get a, a staphylococcus, you know, staph infection on their, their skin, rubbing up and down, up and down, up and down, all the dirty under there. Oh, well, you know, we have nurses. Oh, well, you know, it's it's causing heart problems. Oh, the jab. Oh, well, it causes kids' hearts to inflate. Well, it's okay. It's okay. Well, we just got to do what you say. Well, they're going to give us millions of dollars, right? You're prostitutes. Men and women, you're, pro you're, you're prostituting our community for money. Let's be poor and let's be people of integrity. Let's be poor and let's be free. Let's tell them to go to hell.
That's where we're all going anyway, the way this is going. I just heard where the, the Adventist director is leaving. I, I'm glad. Is he, is he afraid he's going to get held uh, accountable for Nuremberg trial crimes against humanity? Let me read you this. This is from a guy, Dr. Bardis, if you can find it on BitChute. Remdesivir, you hear Remdesivir? We're going to run out of time here, but I'm going to carry this over to the next deal because this is very important. February 2020 of last year, February 2020, China's seeking, there was an article, China's seeking patents on Remdesivir. The, the pharmaceutical company Gilead made it. In, in, that, in those documents, uh, Fauci said that it was good. It, it was very good in a study they did on in Ebola. Uh, it was very good at uh, stopping Ebola. But nobody really clicked on the link and read the study. Dr. Bardis did. When he got there, he found that supposedly there was a comment that it helped a patient, one patient. They thought rem- remdesivir helped. So the, they did an Ebola study that uh, Fauci quoted, right, that he lied about. It, uh, and he called it safe with Ebola. So they did a one-year study. And um, they took... Uh, they took uh, these people and gave them rendisivir that were sick of Ebola. They stopped it within six months because 54% of all people in the study uh, had gotten very sick or died. So they stopped giving them rendisivir. I'm going to tell you about this rendisivir story and how what a criminal that the federal government is and Anthony Fauci and they ought to be hanged. I'll be right back. Yesterday, I had um, Larry Elder on the podcast, and Larry, this is such great news, has become a very viable, serious um, gubernatorial candidate in deep blue California. Who would have believed it? Um, Newsom is running scared. He's calling all his friends to get money in at the last moment to save him in the recall. Here's a very interesting article by Soledad Ursua. U-R-S-U-A. The article is called Que Onda, Gavin. I love the playful title. It's What's Up, Gavin? What's Up, Gavin? And it's written by a young Latina. Um, She's an investment professional, a board member of the Venice Neighborhood Council. Uh, And her mom, in fact, is a very prominent Democrat um, in California, but a Democrat who has endorsed Larry Elder because of the issue of school choice. Now, Soledad's article, which is published in The American Mind, a publication of the Claremont Institute, talks about the Latino vote and how the Latino vote might be critical here in showing Gavin Newsom the door. Now, the Latina, Latino vote, as you know, has been something Democrats have counted upon. Democrats have used all the levers of identity politics the Republicans hate you. Uh, the Republicans want to send all of you back to where you came from. Uh, the whole idea that you are a, a member of a separate race, La Raza, 
And we, the Democrats, are the party that will help you to affirm your racial identity. In fact, we've got special programs to benefit you on the basis of your race. We'll make it easier for your kids to get into schools, and we'll give you government contracts based upon your minority status. Based on all this, the Democrats have successfully harvested the Latino vote. But, says Soledad Urusua in this article, there's a whole other side to it. And that is that Latinos in California, and there are a lot of them, have realized that Democrats have been shutting down uh, their educational opportunity, shutting down their upward mobility, and shutting down their personal safety. Now, you know, we all like to get freebies and benefits and handouts, but I think Latinos understand, and this is the point of this article, that Latinos understand that education is the key to your kids having a better life than you do. And job opportunities, the chance to go to work, maintain your business, uh, the chance, for example, and many Latinos have small businesses, small businesses that are very vulnerable in a time of economic upheaval. So the Democrats have are running a, almost a plantation system of horrible public schools. By the way, the California schools have lavish funding. They take up almost half the, the budget of the state, and yet they produce the worst outcomes year after year after year. And of course, the teachers union doesn't care. For them, it's all about getting more money. It's, it's essentially about pay us more and work less. Who wants to open the schools? I like sitting at home. I like the lockdown. And then the lockdowns have had a deleterious effect on businesses. Uh, they have kept people out of work. They have shut down Latino small businesses. And these people are like, we need to get our lives back. So the, even the Democrats' policy on energy, uh, energy costs are really high in California. And you know what? All the rich Californians live on the coast and the middle-class Californians live in the interior, which, by the way, is desert. They need energy. And yet energy costs have become prohibitive in California, but the progressives who live in San Francisco, live in L.A., they could care less about it. And then crime. Defund the police. This has become a democratic mantra. And so you have not only crime, but you've got homelessness, which was at one time confined to a small pocket of like L.A. But now it's spreading all over California. It's almost like it's a kind of disease of its own that's kind of pushing out into the suburbs, pushing out into counties that you never saw it before. Women can't really walk by because some guy's going to throw a bottle at them or shout at them or make sexual remarks at them. This is life in California today. This is what the progressives have created. And says Soledad Ursua, Latinos have begun to realize that this newsome thing isn't working out that well. They want to send a message. They're actually extremely angry. They're angry this time, not at Republicans, not at, you know, Republicans want to build a wall. It's not what that's about. This is about Repo Democrats have made uh, making life unlivable, uh, making it harder for us to move up the ladder, are attacking our values, attacking our upward mobility, our prospects for success. And it's time... Yeah, we might not normally be disposed to support a Republican, but we've got one who, by the way, is a person of color, who seems to have grown up in the same kind of neighborhoods that we have, who seems to understand our problems, an undoubtedly really smart guy. At the very least, what he can do is block a lot of the madness and nonsense that's being pushed in the schools, a lot of these crazy defund the police uh, policies. And so maybe it's time to show Gavin Newsom the door and maybe it's time to say to Larry Elder in Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs>
done. And I think I'm done. And I think I'm done. And I think I'm done. president has been talking and speaking very compassionately about migration, certainly children migration. Do you believe the president's message of compassion about children coming to the United States is making the situation worse or is indirectly encouraging migrants to informally migrate to the U.S.? I'm not one to judge, but if Joe Biden wanted to stop the flow of migrants, he could. All he needs is to send that cackling hyena to the border, and every single immigrant would haul ass back to Central and South America. They would even finish the border wall to ensure hyena Harris wouldn't be able to cross in the future. Immigrants wear garlic around their necks when they cross. Everyone is scared shitless of her. Most Latinos say she is the cross between El Chupacabras and an evil cackling hyena. Mexicans call her, La Chupa Harris. So they did this study, and they actually had to stop the study. This is a study he said was successful because remdesivir killed more patients than any other. They were using several different medications on a bunch of people to see what worked best. Remdesivir killed more patients than any other medication. It killed 54% of all people uh, that it was used on in the study that got the drug. So Fauci then quoted a second study. Gilead, the manufacturer, out actually did this study. They took 53 patients in March of 2020 and uh, that had COVID, and they gave them remdesivir. 23% of those people immediately had serious adverse reactions. Here's some of the reactions. Multiple organ dysfunction syndrome, septic shock, kidney failure, hypertension. Now, what everybody was saying out in the, the uh, out in the field, out in the medical, uh, out in the hospitals and stuff was, oh, oh, this COVID is really bad. It's like affecting. We've never seen a virus that affects kidneys. Well, it wasn't. It was the medication they were giving. So anyway, what I'm telling you is there was these studies that that Fauci was quoting that were wonderful, but they weren't wonderful and no one checked on it. And er- and he lied. So. Um, so as a result of Fauci's on Fauci's word. The federal government of the United States of America put the kibosh, stopped, uh, blocked the use of famous medications like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, et cetera, et cetera, that stopped, that could stop COVID. They said, we can't, we're not going to use it in the United States. And they've smeared it. They smeared it on the internet. They smeared it on social media. They blocked it from states like California and various other states, or, or these states went, a, went along with them. It was very hard to get. And so as a result, they chose remdesivir to make 
COVID appear worse than it really was. In other words, uh, they chose remdesivir as the medication and putting people on the vent, both which killed people. And instead of, and, and what they did is they blamed COVID for it instead of their bad treatment, faulty treatment. COVID did not kill them. The, the treatment, it's like the treatment kills the person, not the disease. Fauci and federal agencies not only d- took that stance, but before they took that stance, they purchased all known stashes, supplies of remdesivir that were available anywhere. So no other country could get any. Thank God, because it saved a lot of lives that nobody else could use it. And they tried to use it solely throughout all the hospitals in the United States of America, including our hospital right here in Yuba Sutter counties, Marysville. So what essentially was happening, if people, what Dr. Lou was saying is we're not going to treat you for COVID until you get really bad. And then you're going to go to the ICU. You're going to get rendisivir and you're going to get the vent. And it, the remdesivir literally poisoned the people. That's just exactly what happened. They poisoned them. It damaged the kidneys. The lungs filled up with uh, water, or with fluid. The body filled up with fluid, and they drowned in their own fluid. That's just what's happening when the kidneys fail. The kidneys on other viruses are not a problem. Remdesivir damaged the kidneys and damaged other. It caused people to go into septic shock, hypertension. All those people, all those kind of things are what killed people, but they called that covid it wasn't COVID. It was a result of a bad drug, remdesivir. Doctors said all along they never saw a virus attack kidneys like this virus. They were right, except they were wrong. Because of Fauci and the deception of the federal government and the local doctors not being smart enough to think it through, it was actually the drug that was killing people. So what happened? Remember early on, they were saying, oh, we don't have enough ventilators. Oh, we don't have enough dialysis machines. Oh, we don't have this. COVID had nothing to do with that. It was all hospital-designed death. They were death chambers. They were calling this these kind of uh, symptoms secondary covid secondary pneumonia pneumonia it was not secondary pneumonia it was the adverse reaction to a bad drug that never was never passed any proper test called remdesivir it the 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 uh, medical name is pulmonary edema because the kidneys fail and the person drowns basically drowns in their own liquid and on October 2020, uh, there was another article posted about rendesivir and talked about it was useless again against Ebola. And yet Fauci kept saying it was a wonder drug uh, with Ebola. So now this is the other interesting thing in October 2020. This is before the vaccine came out, you remember? So in, when the FDA and the National Institute of Health and all of them get together and they try to approve drugs to go online, they, they do safety papers and they do what they call a safety surveillance. 
So they were looking at these drugs that were they were going to come up and call a vaccine, which are not a vaccine. They're a gene modification. And uh, so when they when they did these uh, evaluations, just like uh, a few weeks ago, I talked about in 1976 when they they claimed under President Ford, all oh, they're going to Dr. Sensor at the CDC said, oh, the swine flu. They had one guy die. Just one person in the United States died at Fort Dix. And they said, oh, this is going to be like the Spanish flu. You remember that? And, and oh, they put out 200 million doses of, of this quick, you know, warp speed vaccine. And it was a bad vaccine. And they shut the whole system down. They've, they had over 4,000 people sue the government. Hundreds of people died. Lots of people were paralyzed with neurological damage. So anyway, uh, when they got into a debate back in 1979 in a, in a 60 Minutes telecast, Mike Rather was holding the feet to the fire of this Dr. Sensor, and he said, hey, you know, there's people in your organization that knew there were going to be neurological problems when they did the safety run on this. And he said, oh, we didn't know anything about it. And then they brought in this other doctor who, said, who did all the surveillance. He said, I told everybody they were going to have neurological you know, pushback on this. People are going to have problems, neurological problems, paralysis, etc. They lied and they put this vaccine on the market. It was bad juju and they went ahead and did it and they damaged thousands of Americans. And then they shut it down with this one. We're way beyond where the 1976 damage was done. So in this document that was months before the rollout of the vaccine, they listed on these uh, sheets where they list the uh, the benefits and the risks. They're called benefit risk fact sheets. And they list blood clots, pregnancy death, uh, sterilization, inflama- inflammatory syndrome for children um, in the brain, kidney, eyes, spleen, heart, gut. Everything we're seeing right now, kids didn't die from COVID, but kids are dying from the shot, right? So what we have is this, this has been a plot. You think, oh, Lou, you're just a conspiracy theorist. I don't care what you think. You don't know what you're, you don't have, you have, have no idea what you're doing. You're as stupid as a post out there. You're just as stupid as a post. You ask no questions. You just, because somebody's got a white coat, you accept, or they get pissed off at you. You just accept it like you're stupid. No, you're not a stupid. Are you a survivor? Are you just going to walk over the cliff with everybody else? These people, whether they know it or not, are going along and, and injecting you with stuff that's going to destroy your life. It's going to destroy your immune system. People, there's emergency people in this community that have been damaged by the shot that are now out of work. There's all kinds of people that have died. You think they're going to stay? Oh, Lou died. Oh, it's about his time. He's old. Yeah, he had a good life. Right after I got the shot, right? You think they're going to connect it with the shot? Never. They're not going to connect it with the shot. But if you get if you get run over by a herd of mules and they kick you to death, and stomp you to death, and they hauled you into the hospital, and you got some trace of COVID in your system that you might have had it at one time, they're going to call you a COVID death. Don't you see any lack of consistency there? They're stretching it big time to call you a COVID victim. I mean, they even got people that I thought, I used to think it was smart, like Harold Kruger, 
He, they got light lead him. He's like a proponent of this COVID thing. I thought, come on, man. He's like smoking too much weed or something out there. It's like, you don't get this. They're calling everything under the sun COVID. And then all these people dropping dead from COVID shots or, or para- paralyzed, right? It, it's just uh, no, no big deal, right? No big deal. So, okay, let me, let me just, uh, let me get back to where I was supposed to be here, losing my way and losing my mind. Let me just, uh, oh, here we go. I think I got, got an idea. I got a good idea. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, ah, perfect. This is Sahara Burnett. Uh, I'm going to tell about Sahara Burnett. And this is her recent injection reaction. So there's a a picture of a beautiful blonde girl on one side. And on the next side, right next to it, her face is twisted on one side. Just totally twisted, gnarled up. Uh, It says she is one of thousands who now have Bell's palsy for taking the flu shot. Taking the shot. Her story. Uh, I am on day four of being diagnosed with Bell's palsy, day four of antivirals, steroids, and antibiotics. This morning is, is also the breaking point of my denial and the height of my frustration. I am in pain, paralysis, and fear. I have a new empathy for everyone with a physical disability. My body does not respond, and it is emotionally debilitating. Not only will my eye not close on its own, but I am relearning how to eat and drink. I have to reassure my boys that it's okay when they try not to look when I smile at them. Today, I am frustrated and coming to grips with the recovery ahead of me. It happened Thursday morning at 1230 a.m. I had a piercing pain through the base of my head, behind my ear, in my eye, and down my neck, and my face was twitching. Gary was in Montana, that's her husband, I guess, for work this week. And the pain was so excruciating that I was afraid that I had a blood clot or was having a stroke. So I left the kids and went to the ER. Being uptight, upright with pain was better. And the doctor diagnosed me with an ear affection because I was in early stage and my ear was responding to the nerve. Um, The next morning, my face was still twitching and starting to notice numbness. Paralysis was setting in. I got to a neurologist. ASAP and was diagnosed with Bell's palsy. I went in for an MRI to rule out clot or stroke. I'm still in pain, have vertigo, but the MRI is all clear and a funny face for a few more months is the biggest of my worries. I struggle with talking about this or not. I wanted to share my story and I decided to be raw and vulnerable. After my childhood friend died at 39 years of age of the virus, and she left behind a young family. A great fear set in, a fear of my boys losing me. I was terrified. I made an emotional decision and got the JJ shot. I have every normal reaction, side effect, and a few abnormals. Spike, uh, spiked a 103 fever 24 hours later. Kidney pain four days later. My lymph nodes under my arm on the same side swelled up a painful amount and a few really bad migraines. Just felt crummy overall. Those I would call the normal side effects. The abnormal, I had a reaction from the sun on Sunday, rash all over my body. I have dizziness and I also have existing hypertension that was managed prior to I didn't have, uh, when I had it before, I didn't have to take meds. Now is running, uh, my blood pressure is 150s over 110s and meds 
uh, barely being able to keep it into range. As of Thursday, I was diagnosed with the palsy 11, 20, 12 days after the vaccine. I wanted to share my story because being being silent helped no one. Injuries are vastly underreported. A Harvard study said just 1% to 10% are actually reported to the VAERS, which is the Vaccine Adverse Reaction uh, uh, department. In that perspective, 48,000 Bell's palsy incidents have been reported. That's just 1%. My case has been neither denied nor confirmed, but it did happen. These shots are a personal direct decision. Trust your initiative over fear or mandate. Uh, okay, so I'm going to read some uh, more to you right here. She, this gal says, I'm pro Maddie. Maddie was so excited to help the world get out of the pandemic. She was a 12-year-old healthy girl who volunteered for the Pfizer trial. After taking a shot, Maddie is now in a wheelchair. Maddie now suffers from gastroparesis, nausea, vomiting, erratic blood pressure, heart rate problems, and memory loss. I'm pro Everest, this writer says. At six foot nine, this this boy happens to be Everest, uh, oh, what's his name? Romney, one of the Romney family. He's a 16... Six foot nine, seventeen year old basketball player took the shot so that he could travel for basketball. He is now learning to walk again instead of being recruited by bas- college basketball teams. Everest suffered blood clots to the brain after taking the Pfizer shot. I'm pro Diane. Diane suffered from a hemorrhagic stroke resulting in brain damage and a cranio- craniotomy two days after taking her second dose of Pfizer. I'm pro Jacob. Jacob was a thirteen year old boy who had the rest of his life ahead of him, but tragically died two days after taking the Pfizer shot. Yep, just a coincidence, poor Jacob. I'm pro-Tony. Tony was a husband, father, and Marine. Tony was out of work due to the pandemic and about to lose his home. Tony finally was hired for a job that mandated the COVID shot. Tony died on his living room floor in front of his family right after the second dose. Hannah woke up the day after she took the shot, paralyzed from the waist down. Gary took the Johnson and Johnson shot so that he could travel for work. Eight days later, he suffered from blood clots in both lungs and legs. Amanda was 23 year old mother to a 19 month old baby girl. Amanda died due to blood clots following the Johnson and Johnson shot. Leah, after taking the Pfizer shot was diagnosed with Guillain Barr syndrome, GBS. That's what the 1976 flu shot sent all kinds of people to the grave and paralyzed with leah now used the wheelchair to leave the house cannot bear weight even her own body weight for more than a handful of minutes regularly experiences burning in her limbs and has headache every day nathan is 16 year old high school football player with his whole life ahead nathan suffered a heart attack and died after taking the pfizer shot Uh, mary is a 53 year old who suffered from heart attacks blood clots and life-changing disability after taking the second dose of moderna uh, you can argue, this writer says, and say that I'm anti-vax all you want. The truth is, I'm pro-health freedom. There, these are just a few American stories of the many reactions and deaths due to the jabs that are being censored around the world. Isn't it interesting that they're being censored? Why would you want to censor something when something bad happens? Why don't you just tell the truth? It's because it's, there's too much money, there's too much corruption, there's too much perversion and and don't think it's in Washington, D.C., people. It's right here in your little old city. It's right here in your school board. It's right here on your school campus. It's your teachers. It's your, it's your government officials. They're just breaking in the money, 
and screwing you. That's what's happening right here. There are just a few American stories. Those who do not want to get the shot are not being selfish. Those who suffer reactions have to deal with the loss of health, loss of work, loss of income, mounting medical bills, as well as the loss of freedom if passports go into effect. Those who have lost a loved one are now being shamed, silenced for speaking out. If you want the shot, get the shot. But do not make it a condition for employment, travel, or freedom. Whatever happened to my body, my choice. And do not re- respond that your choice ends when you endanger others. Uh, since breakthrough cases happen just as well. And of course, abortion kills a baby. So I wanted to read those to you just to give you a, uh, just the reality of what's going. Now, listen, some people believe that in America, because the numbers have been censored, that, that hundreds of thousands of people have died already. Hundreds of thousands. And they're, they're not attributing them to the shot. Why would they? Because this is a scam, and it includes all the health officials all the way up the line because they're all in on it, and nobody wants to yell foul, right? Many, many nurses, and I I think I have a clip somewhere maybe today of nurses that are telling they're crying foul, and they're walking out on the job. Thank God for wonderful nurses. Doctors do not have the backbone that nurses do. Sadly, sad to say, doctors will not stand up. Why? Because they'd say, oh, well, you know, the state will take my medical license. Oh, well, the state will do this. Oh, well, the, you know, the, the fraternal organization I'm involved in. Oh, well, I work with 30 or 40 other doctors. I, got, I can't. They have to tell me what to say. They have to tell me what to say. We're going to come up to a break here, just a couple minutes, a couple seconds, and then we'll come right back. Listen up, you Taliban dog face pony soldiers. The United States does not negotiate with terrorists. So here's how we're gonna do this. I'm gonna give you whatever you want. A black op helicopter, God love ya. I'll throw in some fighter jets and some of them semi-fully automatics. All troops out by September 5th? I can do you one better, August 31st. Put that in your bazooka, Joe. Don't give me that malarkey. I'll give you whatever, no negotiating. We do not negotiate with terrorists. Okay, okay, okay. You want me to give you a list of every American in Afghanistan? <laughs> How about I supersize that order and throw in a list of our allies, too? How about some drones? Artillery? How about a PlayStation 5? I'll tell General What's-His-Face to leave the soldiers' Netflix accounts logged in. Hey, plus, I'll give you, 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 you know, you know the thing. Hello, Akbar, to you, too. Remember, the United States does not negotiate with terrorists. We had them, and I would have taken the equipment out. I would have taken the people out, and then we would have bombed every base but Bagram. We had to keep that because that's near China and Iran. So we were going to keep that for other purposes. I mean, they spent $10 billion building Bagram, and then they handed it out overnight. They give them the keys. I've never heard any. I have never seen stupidity like this. And they're trying to now the narrative Biden got out like he's brave. 
He got out like a man that was just fleeing for his life. This is the United States of America. All over the world, they're laughing at us because of the way. Withdrawal is fine, but you withdraw with dignity and with victory. We had victory. They weren't doing anything at all, Todd. We had victory. They were. You didn't hear of one attack. Think of it. 18 months and not one soldier was killed because of me. Former President Donald Trump there weighing in on his successor's decision to remove U.S. troops from Afghanistan. President Joe Biden has been in the firing line for withdrawing American soldiers from the country's longest war. The decision has left Afghanistan in turmoil as the Taliban has seized control of the country. Today marks the final day U.S. troops were on Afghanistan's soil as August 31 was Biden's deadline for withdrawing American military. The last three military jets departed the country with many fearing there are still Americans stranded. But the former president has not held back on ridiculing Joe Biden's leadership, telling radio host Todd Stantz he's never seen stupidity like this and the world is laughing at us. Mr Trump told the host if his administration was still in charge, there wouldn't be an American left behind, nor would there be $1 worth of American military equipment. He also slammed liberal media for focusing on Hurricane Ida instead of having rational discussions about Afghanistan. We have the people. Uh, they're not taking this. They, they are not taking what's happening in Afghanistan. And, you know, if you look last night, all they talked about was the hurricane. You look at CNN and you look at uh, MSDNC. These are horrible. They're way down. Fortunately, they're way down in ratings. But all they want to talk about is the hurricane or anything else that they can talk about, because Afghanistan is not something that can, can even be discussed in a rational way. The level of stupidity. All right, we're back starting the second half. I think I've already have some I already have some friends that have taken a shot and died. <clears throat> so it's sad. I think we're going to see a lot of our friends die, and um, that's just th- that's what every everything. I'm I'm just not like listening to some bar scuttlebutt, saloon sham talk. Uh, I'm t- I'm listening to people that really know what they're talking about, medical people, scientist type people, and uh, we're going to see millions of people die in the United States. And uh, because we were the country that have jammed this rendezvous, which is poisoning people, we're giving. You know, it's it's interesting that there have been there have been cases where individual nurses at care homes and stuff have have killed people, put stuff in in their body that killed them. Old people, maybe they thought they were doing something compassionate for them. There have been, uh, I, I think I told a story as an ICU nurse that I was working with at one time when I was doing chaplain work, and she was such a wonderful gal, I thought she was terrific, and uh, she ended up getting arrested for removing the narcotics that she was supposed to be putting in people's bodies, and um, taking the narcotics home for herself and filling the narcotic vial or, or syringe full of saline solution. Well, obviously, two losers there. She became, she was an addict, continued to be an addict, and those people needed those narcotics for pain and got uh, saline solution. You know, uh, 
crazy things happen. And uh, what's going on here is major crazy. We have hospitals that they have health, the term health after their name, Adventist Health, Peachtree Health, Ampla Health. And they are not doing healthy things for people. We have a thing called a health officer who is killing people. And we have the supervisors rallying behind her because they can't find their COVID IQ with both hands. They have, they have zero on COVID IQ. They are mentally retarded COVID IQ people. And they probably are too prideful to look at the facts. And now it so, looks so bad. How would you like to be on the board of supervisors and wake up one day to the realization that you just screwed 2,000 of your fellow Sutter County residents or Yuba County residents out of their life home. You cause people to kill themselves. You cause people to divorce their spouses. You cause children to hang themselves because of their screwed up school situation. And you could have taken a stand, but you were just too damn stupid. Way stupid. Big time stupid. Or you just got a big flat spot on your brain and you just kept your head down and lit a little five foot Vietnamese gal call the shots for you. Instead of put on your big boy pants and figuring it out. Did you even read the board packet, dude? Do you ever get a second opinion before you shut people's businesses down? On August 30th, 2019, uh, sorry, August 30th, uh, Ted Williams, if he was still alive, would have had a birthday. When I was growing up, I... That people like Ted Williams, people that had fought in World War II that were baseball greats, Joe DiMaggio, all these kind of people, people you just, young kids probably read and dream about. We saw them play. And so a week or two ago, Ted Williams was uh, had a birthday. And uh, this is two or three lines that I thought was significant. It said, uh, said, remember this true American hero on his birthday. Ted Williams was a Marine Corps pilot during World War II from 1943 to 1945 and was recalled after he came home and went to play baseball, was recalled, left his baseball. Do you think any guys today would leave their baseball millions of dollars to go to, the, go to war? God, these guys are such major sissies. Guys like Colin Kaepernick. Are you kidding me? What a weenie. He was a Marine Corps pilot from 43 to 45 and was recalled for the Korean War like eight, eight years later, 52 to 53. He flew 39 combat missions before, in between, and after. He was baseball's greatest hitter, the, the last man to bat. 400. He won two triple crowns and hit 521 career home home runs. And he didn't even have a full baseball career because he gave years. <laughs> he gave about five or six years. He could have he could have surpassed everybody. I don't know if you ever saw a picture of him on YouTube swing a bat. It's unbelievable. I want to read this about John Wayne. But uh, John Wayne, I remember, he died of cancer. He'd been fighting cancer for years. And uh, everybody in my family dies of cancer, so I'm always fascinated watching people in their battle against cancer. And, uh, you know, everybody, Mike, nobody got, nobody died anything else. Cancer, cancer, cancer everywhere. And so, anyway, uh, before he died, uh, this happened. 
And uh, so down in Southern California, where a lot of the movie stars lived and did their work, also, there was a guy named Robert Schuler who started, he was a pastor, and he started a, an outdoor church in, in a movie, at an outdoor theater, uh, drive-in theater, they called them. And Schuler then then built this entire this crystal cathedral thing, and and uh, he's gone now. But but he had a huge following internationally. It was an amazing thing. So Robert Schuler's teenage daughter Cindy was in a motorcycle accident and had to have a leg amputated. John Wayne is a big fan of was a big fan of Robert Schuler, and he heard about uh, this, and. Uh, he heard Schuler say what happened to his daughter and that she had to have her leg taken off. And uh, so John Rain- Wayne wrote a note to her saying, Dear Cindy, sorry to hear about your accident. Hope you'll be all right. Signed, John Wayne. The note was delivered to her and she decided she wanted to write John Wayne a note in reply. She wrote, Dear Mr. Wayne, I got your note. Thanks for writing to me. I like you very much. I am going to be all right because Jesus is going to help me. Mr. Wayne, do you know Jesus? I sure hope you know Jesus, Mr. Wayne, because I cannot imagine heaven being complete without John Wayne being there. I hope, if you don't know Jesus, that you will give your heart to Jesus today. See you in heaven. And she signed her name, Cindy. So uh, she just put that letter in an envelope, sealed it, laid it next to the hospital bed, and uh, wrote John Wayne across it. When a visitor came in to see her, And he said to her, what are you doing? She said, I just wrote a letter to John Wayne, but I don't know how to get it to him. And the guy said, oh, that's funny. I'm going to have dinner with John Wayne tonight at the Newport Club down at Newport Beach. He says, give it to me and I'll give it to John Wayne. She gave him the letter and he put it in his coat pocket. There were 12 of them that night sitting around the table for dinner. They were laughing cutting up and the guy happened to reach into his pocket and remembered there was a letter there that he was supposed to give to John Wayne. John Wayne was seated, seated at the other end of the table and the guy took the letter out and said, Hey, Hey Duke, I was in Schuler's daughter's room today and she wrote you a letter and wanted me to give it to you. Here it is. They passed it down to John Wayne and he opened it and everybody was laughing and goofing off telling jokes. And they looked over at John Wayne and he was crying. And one of them said, hey, Duke, what's the matter? He said, I want you, I want to read this letter. And then he read it. Then he began to weep. He folded it, put it in his pocket. And he pointed to the man who delivered it to him and said, you go tell that little girl that, that right now in this restaurant, right here, John Wayne gave his heart to Jesus Christ, and I will see her in heaven. Three weeks later, John Wayne died from cancer i want to read this from a lady that uh about her experience and i'm and i'm getting these multiple of these each week from loyal hard-working beautiful nurses that have served society well she says i will i title of it's i will walk away I will begin a 28-day unpaid suspension and ultimately be terminated on the 28th of October. In 30 days, I'll be forced to walk away from the profession I have given my life and my heart to for the last 10 years. I'm walking away from the only big girl job I've ever known. 
I'm walking away from a position as a pharmacy tech to which I sacrificed years of my life for sleeping at the hospital, continuing education, extra hours. I'll never get any of that back. I'm walking away because I refuse to allow someone to put something into my body that I don't want, not through bribery, force, or coercion. And I'm telling you, folks, they are using every bit of it. Bribery, force, coercion. Uh, Peachtree Health giving their, give, paying people $150 to take the jab. Are you kidding me? You want the you want Bell's palsy for months and your face all twisted up on one side for 150 bucks? Wow. I'd rather shoot heroin. I'm walking away because it's what's best for myself and my family. I'm walking away because healthcare has become a discriminatory, ugly beast. Take that Christian Adventist health. How Christian are you when you force people out of your job? Adventist health. You should change your name to horrible health. Horrible health, HH. Christian people forcing people to take to lose their job, or they you take a jab that can kill them. That's Christian. Anything Jesus about that? Anything, anything spiritual about that? You're gonna give them a free funeral if they die. You're gonna take care of them free if they end up paralyzed. Mister Adventist Health over there. I'm walking away because healthcare has become a discriminatory, ugly beast. This is not what I signed up for. The healthcare I began my career in was night and day different than this. We were blind to choices made by our uh, patients that brought them to us. We are not God. We are not a judge. Are we not a jury? We are healing hands. I will walk away because it's a lesson my child needs to see. That is, mama gave it all, her all, and still lost. And that's okay to lose that way. He will see that mountains one, he will see what mountains one voice can shake. He will see those mountains move with a lot of voices. He will see those mountains crumble with an army of voices. He will learn his singular voice is capable of amazing things. I will walk away with my head held high. I will own this with resolve to move forward. Although my life and heart have been given back in pieces, I will gather those pieces and walk away. I'll put those pieces back together and create something all new. I'll rely on friends I've made in this fight. I'll rely on my family for the days when the fight seems to be way too great. But I will walk away knowing that I have an army of people behind me. I will walk away, but I will do it on my own terms. Head held high, full of pride for giving my all to this fight. Full of pride because... I will always be able to tell my son, I stood up for what was right for me. I will miss it, but I will walk away. I want to ask you, all you school superintendent, superintendent, school principals, leaders, medical leaders, are you standing up for what's right? Are you standing up for what's right? Let me say it again. Are you standing up for what's right? Masking kids, mandating your employees be vaccinated, God help you. All of you are going to face God. I don't care whether you're a church go or not. You are going to face God and you are going to be held accountable for damage done to the people under your care. You know, when a pastor 
or a teacher or a baseball coach, football coach, or anybody in in an unusual place of trust, a counselor, troubles a person, molests a person. I remember a guy I knew was a doctor. I didn't, I knew his family. He ended up losing his medical degree in the Yuba Sutter area because he was molesting women in his doctor's office. There are certain people in our community, in every community, that have a higher level of responsibility because they have a level of incredible trust over very vulnerable people, like children that are there for to learn or to play ball or to dance or to get counseled or people that are there to get medical care or people that are there to learn and then they, then they are molested, they are damaged, they are maligned. They are hurt. People like that are held at a higher level of accountability and do more time, are punished harsher because of the responsible position that they volunteered to take and they sought after and took extra classes to get degrees to get there. God help you. God help you people. She says, I will begin a 28 unpaid 28-day unpaid suspension and ultimately will be terminated on October 28. In 30 days, I'm being forced to walk away from the profession I gave my life and my heart to for the last 10 years. Uh, Anyway, I'll I'll leave it there. I want to tell one other story because it's 9-11, and uh, I've never heard this story, and it, it, it was touching. I was reviewing some things about 9-11 this week, and I noticed uh, there was some photos, and I looked at the photos, and it says, after Flight 77 hit the Pentagon on 9-11, that didn't get a lot of attention, just the Twin Towers mainly did, and the one that went down out in the field in, what was it, Pennsylvania? Flight 77 hit the Pentagon on 9-11. This happened. A chaplain who had happened to be assigned to the Pentagon told an inc- of an incident that never made the news about a daycare facility. Inside the Pentagon, uh, the facility existed, and it had many children, including infants, who were in heavy cribs. The daycare supervisor looking at the children, they, needed, they, they all needed to be evacuated after the plane flew into it. They were in a panic, um, and they didn't know what to do. There were many children, mostly toddlers as well as infants, that would need to be taken out of the out with those cribs. There was no t- tr- time to try to bundle them into carriers or strollers. Just then, a young Marine came running into the center and asked what they needed. After hearing what the center director was trying to do, he just ran back out into the hallway and he disappeared. The director thought, well, here we are, all on our own. About two minutes later, that Marine returned with 40 other Marines in tow. Each of them grabbed a crib with a child, and the rest started gathering up toddlers. The director and her staff then helped them take all the children out of the center and toward down toward the park near the Potomac, uh, or Potomac. Once they got uh, about three-quarters of a mile outside the building, the Marines stopped in the park and then did a fabulous thing. They formed a circle with the cribs, uh, which were quite sturdy and heavy, like covered wagons in the old west inside the circle of cribs they put the toddlers to keep them from wandering off outside the circle where 40 marines formed a perimeter around the children and around the cribs 
and they were waiting for instructions from someone. They remained there until the parents could be notified and come to get their kids. The chaplain then said, I don't think any of us saw nor heard of this on any of the news stories of that day. It was an incredible story of our men there. There wasn't a dry eye in the room. They thought of those Marines and what they did and how fast they did it. Uh, Could we expect any less from them? It was one of the most touching stories from the Pentagon. It's the military, not the politician, that ensures our right to life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness. It's the military who salutes the flag, who serves beneath the flag, and whose coffin is draped by the flag. If you care to offer the smallest token of recognition and appreciation for the military, please uh, pass this story on and pray for our men and women who have served and currently are serving around the world. Uh, for and ultimately were sacrificed for our freedom. I thought that was a great story. Well, it is a great story. Doesn't matter what I think it is or not. I like it, and that's why I'm reading it to you. If you don't like it, listen to somebody else. I've been talking about, um, uh, and I, I on the clips today. I have uh, clips from the Natoma School District, where a number of not just Gabriel Guype. Uh, who is an Antifa member and a a Marxist, just like BLM are Marxist, Black Lives Matter. They are not just fighting for the needs of the black community. They're Marxists. They want to overthrow this country. Gabriel Guype was captured in an undercover video by Veritas, Project Veritas, uh, saying that basically he was just going to scare, his literal words were scare the F out of him. The kids, 17, 18-year-old seniors in a political science class and uh, convert them to uh, Marxists. And he actually gave extra credit for them to go out and protest and damage on the streets. So you wonder, oh, well, that's just Natomas. It's weird. Well, actually, Natomas is a far greater school district than we have, but they've got a lot of Marxism going on there. And so the question you should ask in Yuba and Sutter County, Marysville Joint Unified, Yuba City Joint Unified, Sutter, Live Oak, East Nicholas, Wheatland, is it going on there? And when we come back, which is in just a a couple of minutes, I'm going to tell you about a poster that's on the wall right in one of our classrooms, just like Gabriel Guype's classroom was loaded with with funky posters and communist posters and weird stuff. We have it in our own school system. I'll be right back. Have you come here for forgiveness? You come to raise the dead. Have you come here to play Jesus to the lepers in your head? Where did I ask to The dreadfully disorganized departure of American troops from Afghanistan was difficult to watch and even more difficult for patriotic Americans to contemplate. On the one hand, Joe Biden is congratulating himself for an extraordinary success despite the fact that his policies resulted in the death of 13 American soldiers, the abandonment of Americans behind enemy lines, and the loss of $85 billion in military equipment. On the other hand, conservative pundits are denouncing the withdrawal as an historically humiliating defeat, an immense failure by an incompetent administration and a mentally deficient commander-in-chief. Now, in my view, this public debate over the incompetence of the Biden administration is yet another smokescreen designed to disguise what just happened. Because what just happened 
was the largest surrender of military weapons and machinery in the history of mankind. And at the same time, the airlift of more than 100,000 of America's enemies inside her borders. This is nothing less than the intentional destruction of our defense capacity, the murder of American troops by their own commander in chief, and the deployment of the enemy behind our lines. Now, did this happen because our leaders are incompetent? Or did it happen because our leaders are our enemies? Now, there is no question that Joe Biden is incompetent. But under the guise of Biden's stupidity is the very real evidence of his treason and that of many others. This is not a question of competence. This is a question of allegiance. This is treason. This is Michael Anthony Peruca for Institute on the Constitution, bringing you the American view. Hi there. I am a scientist, a super smart scientist, backed by big money and very powerful people. I'm even a scientist that wears a lab coat, so you can trust me. We have developed something that will give you immunity to a pretty nasty disease, complete immunity. So we're pretty proud of it. Okay, I'll just, I'll just give them, I'll give them an update. Okay. Okay, so what we have developed won't give you complete immunity. I mean, that's crazy, um, but it will keep you from getting sick, like really sick, hospitalized sick, so. Okay, but they're gonna start to wonder about this if I, okay, I'll just, I'll update again. Just... Okay, you could get hospitalized sick, uh, so that's not good, um, but that would be rare. I mean, that's not, like that would just be a random, <laughs> yeah, so. I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. I think someone else could, could do this, do the update. No, just I'm, I'm the one. Okay. Um, okay. Um, people that are taking it, uh, are being hospitalized. So we've got another dose to give you. We're just going to give you an, another dose and you should be good. Okay. I think someone else could do this. I don't know why I'm the guy that always has to give the update. I mean, Sydney over here, you could give the update. Tony, Tony could give the update too. Tony, you're not, no, not, nothing from you. Okay, fine. Okay, so we've got a, we got a tablet in the works. It's a little tablet. You take it, put it on your tongue. It might be one, might be two. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, 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 but you take that when you start to not feel good. Ah, uh, tablets, tablets are on the way. Okay. Have we done long-term studies on this? Anybody? Can we mention natural immunity or is that just, it's not allowed? Okay. Um, so that's it. That's it for us. Uh, hang in there. Uh, until next time. Benny went on safari in West Africa with his wife and mother-in-law. One evening, while still deep in the jungle, his wife awoke to find her mother was gone. Rushing to her husband, she insisted on them both trying to find her mother. Benny picked up his rifle, took a swig of whiskey, and started to look for the mother-in-law. In a clearing not far from the camp, they came upon a chilling sight. The mother-in-law was backed up against a thick, impenetrable bush and the large male lion stood facing her. The wife said, what are we going to do? Nothing, said Benny. The lion got himself into this mess. 
Let him get himself out of it. We're in our fifth segment, and we have five and six to go. If you're new to this, so I want to uh, mention a couple people here that are helping us uh, stay on the on the air, on the internet, however you want to look at it. So we're on the air now on KMYC, and we're also on the internet. So however you want to slice and dice it, we have some people that uh, help me put this on. We got a guy named Tanner Martis in Texas, and we got a guy named Santos Vigil here in in uh, Yuba City, Marysville area of Northern California. And without them, I couldn't really, I couldn't do this show without either of them, uh, both of them. I need both of them. And uh, plus we uh, have the cost to pay on the internet, cost to pay for the radio station. We have to pay for our time. I do not get paid any pay to do this. I'm not asking you to contribute to me personally. Never would do that. I, I support, I have ways to support myself. And uh, people think I'm dealing drugs. I haven't dealt drugs uh, for uh, over 40 years. So um, anyway, I, I work and make a living. So I don't need to, I'm not asking you to support me. But uh, so I, I do have some expenses of the radio. I probably would just do it myself, but other people have volunteered to help. So Joe Cassidy, I mentioned him earlier. He's a doctor in town. He's in uh, Peachtree Clinic. I won't go over that again because I, I don't have the time, but uh, he helps. He's one of the guys. And uh, just a little bit ago, uh, my good friend uh, Nellie Garcia, who who is heading to work right now. It's late at night. It's 10 after 10 o'clock. She's at work tonight working on people's cases at North Valley Paralegal. And she brought me back by a bowl of cold grapes, just a treat tonight, like dessert. And uh, she was headed to work with half of them, gave me half of them. In fact, I think I got two-thirds. She took one-third. Anyway, she's a great gal, and not only do I like her, but she's very smart. And I like smart people because I always need somebody that's smarter than I to fix things in my life, whether it's my tooth or my knee or my car or my plumbing or something. I have a lot of smart people that are better than me at stuff. So she's better at, at legal work. And I didn't realize this, but most of the legal work you need done, you don't need an attorney. You can get a paralegal to do it. And they're much cheaper, much faster, much easier to talk to. They're not egomaniacs and they don't lie to you as much. So if you want to try her, you can get her at 530-751-9289. 530-751-9289. She's over at 751 Sutter Street between the uh the uh uh oh what do you call it propane the propane american propane people and golden valley auto body right in there so also uh, a new sponsor that i i'm very happy that they uh just they just decided to help me and that is bill artominko and his wife carla and uh, they are great people, and I've just kind of crossed their paths over the years. And recently, there's, we started. We were at that same church, and and I guess they've become aware of what I do. But they've started supporting the the operation here. So, and and they are in multiple counties. Uh, they are just not Yuba Sutter. I'm learning more and more about them. And uh, you can go at thriftyrooter.net and see all about it. But even up in Butte County, or like Oroville. And uh, Placer County, I didn't know they were up there. I think they're even over in Calusa County. 
So certainly you've a setter. So they do, uh, their, their big thing is drain clean out and, and figuring out why your system isn't working right. Septic systems, pumping septic systems, making them work right. And, uh, but check out their website and you can actually order them to come out, uh, by in the middle of the night. If you start having a problem, you don't have to wait till tomorrow to call. You could just shoot them an email right in the middle of the night and just say, you know, we, we're an emergency. We need you out here first thing to drain this septic tank or pump the, pump the tank. So, or you could call them the normal thing, 530-673-8201, 673-8201. They have, they even have cameras. A lot of the plumbing people nowadays have cameras. They'll put right down the pipe. So you, you, you don't just run up against something. They can actually see it in there. Pretty cool stuff. So they have all the devices. You know, the interesting thing is some of these people that we're talking about here have been in business for over 40 years. How many businesses do you actually know that have been in business for over 40 years? Same proprietors. Well, that's uh, Bill Artemenko, man. He's got it going on over 40 years, between 40 and 50 years. And uh, so anyway, the, the other guy that's got over 40 years is Greenitz Construction, Dave Greenitz. And and I, they probably know each other. Uh, Green is construction, green with ETZ on the end. They're getting ready, he and his wife, Leslie, to put a new play together uh, that's going to be coming up in December at Church of Glad Tidings or the Embassy Theater out there. So they're already working on props. So they work together as a husband and wife writing. She writes the, the uh, plays and, and uh, paints. He builds the set. She paints. It's, it's quite an operation. But he's the best, and he's the best in the West at putting in new kitchens and baths and and just some really cool remodels decks little you know little small outdoor housing outside the cabanas all the kind of stuff um so you can reach him at two two sites you can check out his work you don't have to take my word for it greenitzconstruction.com or dave greenitz construction facebook page or you could just dial him up or text him at 530 six eight two nine six zero two he always warns me tell people to be patient in other words he'll call you right back but you may have to wait for a few months uh to get in line to get your job done because uh he's popular right because he does good work so also uh ali universal security money hecker i'm in contact with him every week about something either we're talking about recalling the governor or we're talking about I got I got security issues out of Glad Tidings. I got people dumping concrete out there. I got people doing wild things, breaking in, taking sides off the building to steal stuff. So Monty specializes in keeping your stuff, your stuff, and keeping you safe. So he's got all you know. It's a lot more than just a guy walking around with a with a flashlight it's it's like technology it's cameras it's like you could be out in outer slombodia and your phone will go off and you can see your front door uh, somebody at your front door and you're way far away because of technology so these guys aren't just driving around like you see these security trucks or security cars these guys they got some ingenuity that's what i need i need some people smart so if you want a job these guys i'm you know thrifty rooters hiring the plumbing doctor's hiring. Elite University, Universal Security's hiring. They're all hiring. And um, so um, you might uh, give, give uh, these guys a call. It's Monty Hecker at uh, Elite Universal Security, and I'm going to give you his phone number right 
here. I got to move my computer up a tad. 530-749-0280. 530-749-0280. And uh, you can leave a message over there 24 hours a day because they got dispatchers just like the police do to keep their people all running. And they're, they're located, or you can go on their website at api-academy.com, api-academy.com. That's all their schooling and all their scheduling, and they do online classes. They'll train you how to be a guard. And uh, so you think, oh, I'd like to do that, but I don't really know anything. That's fine. You know, most people, in fact, right on uh, Thrifty Rooter's website, they just said, we will train you. If you're, if you're quality, if you're a quality individual and you want to work hard and um, – we will train you. And all these people I'm talking about will train you. What they're looking for is good people with character. They get up in the morning. They come to work early. They leave a little late, make sure everything's done right. Um, they are responsible. They answer phone calls. They're not coming. They're not high. They're not, they're not coming with a big hangover. They come to work. They're serious. They're serious workers. And uh, with that, everybody gets paid right. Everybody is taken care of. So, uh, Anyway, same with Elite Universal Security. Also, if you need a concealed weapons permit, which is contrary to the Constitution, it's illegal. But, you know, we play all these games now. We violate the Constitution. Play that. Play like it's right. Like you've got to go get a permit to have a right, right? You have a right. Yeah, you have a right to own a gun, but you've got to go ask the sheriff if you can have one, right? So, uh, anyway, they can help you with that if you want to go get one and get a concealed weapon permit. If you just want to go get a gun and carry it anyway, you don't need all that stuff. Okay. All right. Finally, uh, plumbing doctor is another, uh, another great operation. They are in the Yuba Sutter area and you can reach them. They, they do all kinds of plumbing. They don't do what uh, thrifty rooter does in terms of pumping out septic tanks, um, themselves. They don't have their own pumper. They may sub that out if they need it done, but, uh, they do everything else replacing your plumbing uh, toilets, sinks, whatever, whatever plumbing has had to do, they will, they will overhaul, overhaul it for you. Hot water heaters, the whole thing. So five three zero six seven one nine one one one, and they uh, they work twenty four hours a day, any day of the week if you need it. Five three zero six seven one nine one one one. Okay. So, oh, let me, t- let me tell you about a couple others that are just friends of mine that just started new businesses. And uh, so I was with Will Fanning, who is one of the owners at All Power Services with Josh James. They're out on 1469 Stewart Road. So I was asked, I said, Will, will you come out to the skate park at Church of Glad Tidings? And it's been there a number of years. And when skaters slam into the fence, there's a steel fence around there. So people won't fall off the edge because it's built up in the air. <clears throat> uh, it, it, you know, it needed some repairs. And so I asked him because he's a metal fabricator if he'd help me. And he said, yeah, I'll come out. So last night we met out there and we're going to do a remodel on our skate park for all you skaters out there. I want to give you a shout out that if you want to remember, don't forget our skate park. It's, it's the coolest skate park in the north, in the north, in the Northern California. And you can skate for free every day. I think they keep the lights on till midnight. And uh, if not, just bring your own lighting. Skate all night. I don't care. So anyway, we're out there working on uh, doing some repairs. We're lining out the repairs. And then we're going to paint it a really cool aqua blue color. 
to make it really uh, make it a special place for kids. So Will says, hey, I got a call from your from ad on the, the radio and on the uh, podcast and somebody wants to get their motorcycle fixed. So so anyway, if you've got some equipment laying around the house, you think, oh, man, I need to get that in somewhere and get it fixed. Got a weed or got a lawnmower, you know, an all terrain vehicle, you know, ATV, all that kind of stuff. Right. Anything with a motor, weed eater, chainsaw. Uh, just take it and get, take it over there and just say, here's my problem, dude. Give it back to me new. Right. And they will. And, uh, so A&E, the big, uh, tree company, they dropped off like th they're bringing in 20, 30, 40 uh, chainsaws at a time. And they just tune them up, repair them, buy the parts, put them back together and hand them back to them new. So, uh, anyway, if you've got a chainsaw, mower, weed eater, tractor, a small tractor, uh, Motorbike of any kind, all train, all the tricky vehicles, these recreational vehicles, small little sand dune buggies, all that kind of stuff, and mo uh, boat motor. Check them out. You could email them at allpower1469 g at gmail.com, or you could dial them up at 844-0347. Tell them you heard it from Lou. Makes me, makes me feel good when you get them a little business. And the final one. Uh, Beth Ward, she's one of the fallout from COVID. You think, oh, it's going to force people out of teaching. Yep, and good people, quality people, best quality. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, we call her Beth Ward. And her her husband and I have worked together for many, many moons, Paul Ward. And if you go to her website at SoExceptionalServices.com, you'll see a picture of Paul and Beth. And Beth got fed up with teaching. She didn't dislike teaching. She got fed up with the government. She said, I'm done. It's over. So she said, I'm going to, I'm going to repair sewing machines for a living. She went, put herself to a, a train, a, you know, a, a, a tech, a tech school for, for sewing machines, all the tech, you know, high tech sewing machines. And that now she is one. She is a technician for sewing machines. And if you want her to fix your machine, maybe you thought, oh, I used to like to sew, but that thing doesn't work right. I can't figure out what's wrong with it. I don't know where to take it. Now you've got someplace local to take it in Marysville. She'll even pick it up. She'll just come by, swing by your house for a small fee. She'll pick that. You don't even have to leave the house. Just say, I'm leaving it, putting it out on my front porch. So you can, you can, uh, Send her a Gmail, say so exceptional services at gmail.com, or you could dial her up, just text her or dial her 530 682 9920. So that's a couple of friends that I want to see their businesses do well because they are honest, they are hardworking, and they, in fact, uh, I noticed Beth got her, her prices just right out there in front of God and everybody. You just figure out what you need and see what's going to cost you. I, last week, I promoted uh, em, Embassy Private Educational Center. Uh, it's a new school starting up uh, in the Yuba Sutter area. It's called EPIC, E-P-E-C. That's all it's called, just the word EPIC. It's not EPIC school. It's just EPIC. You got it? Four letters, EPIC. It's like some of these stars like Sting. It's just Sting. It ain't Sting Jones or Sting, Sting Cervantes. It's Sting. It's just Sting. Sting. There's a couple other guys that just got one name, right? Bono. One name, Bono. So th this school's called Epic. 
stands for Embassy Private Education Educational Center, starting September 21. And um, I heard through the grapevine they are booked. I don't I don't even know what how many booked means. They've been trying to find a site. If you have a great site for a school, dial them up. Their number is six five three zero six seven one three one six zero, extension two four seven. Dial them up, John and Vicky T A D E T Tade, not Tate, T A D E like David at the end. T A D E Tade. Dial them up, and uh, they got uh, out at Church of Glad Tidings. They just everybody's so desperate. They're leaving the public schools. They they're tired of having their kids taught how to put on a condom how to, you know, go get birth control pills, how to go get an abortion, how to maybe they're not a female, they're really a male, or maybe they're a male on Mondays and they switch to, you know, they go half a week male, half a week female, and half a week they don't know what they are. You know, I, you know you're, you're teaching kids that there is no real male and female. You just kind of sort it out as you go along. You don't have to worry about the plumbing. You can just adjust that as you go along as well. Uh, you know, they're just nonsense. They're teaching people that they're, that they came from apes. They're teaching people that in 12 years, the entire world's going to end because of global warming. It's just, it, it, you know, when you keep peeling away the nonsense, there's not much left. And if you're just going there for sports, you're a sorry parent. <laughs> you're just a sorry parent. So uh, anyway, you, you, you might, if you're really desperate for a school, I just talked to my friend Nellie Garcia. She popped through here just before the podcast started, and she was saying, oh, I'm so glad I took my boys out of public school. She said they started three days ago at a private school, Christian school, and she said it is like heaven <laughs> compared to what I went through at the public school. What a nightmare. And I think so many people are going to discover that, that it's going to be it's going to be like a dam breaking. It's just right now there's just a crack in the dam and they're and, you know people are dribbling out of the system. But I'm confident that we're going to we're going to have a total meltdown and the problem is we just need to have a lot of people start schools and uh or have kind of a quasi homeschool school. So that's what they do at Glad Tidings. They got a thing called Arrow Education before they started Epic. Uh, whether this is the epic is located at 1179 eager road in yuba city right north of north of town north of uh, yuba city and uh, so it's going to be a tuesday uh thursday friday school just three full days a week uh, from 7 55 in the morning to 301 in the afternoon and the rest of the week you're studying and doing your extracurricular activities and you're maybe going on field trips and all that kind of stuff, but only three days, full days in class. And then they'll have a whole plan for the other time. So uh, in a, John and Vicki Tade, their former school uh, teachers in Yuba City Unified, got fed up, left. And uh, so I don't know all, all anything more about it. I've just been telling everybody about it because I, I wouldn't normally try to solicit people to leave one school for this. But if you're done, if you're done, and I'm just saying, dude, I wouldn't have my kids in a public school today. I, you could pay me a lot, and I would say, no, thank you. Your kids are too valuable. You just got them in that grade one time, and when that year's over, and they, you just wasted a year, or they, they molested your kid, or they're doing something stupid over there. I just saw a deal where some gal got pregnant by an eight-year-old kid, eight, eighth-grade kid. The teacher got pregnant. 
a government school teacher. I thought, come on, baby. This is like not right. So um, anyway, check it out. Epic at churchofgladtidings.com if you want to email them. Or this is a, go to their website. So go to churchofgladtidings.com. And then just don't click on it, but just hover over or hover over ministries, the word ministries up at the top, and it'll do a drop down. And the fourth item down is Embassy Private Education Center. Click on Embassy Private Education Center and then go there. And and then I'll tell you about the rest later. We're going to take our final break and we're going to our sixth segment. to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus. Can I help you? Oh, hi. I'm with the Biden administration. Do you have a minute for me to tell you about the non-FDA approved injection we desperately want you to get? Why the hell are you knocking on my door? I'll take that as a yes. We've been reviewing your medical records and it appears as though you haven't gotten the- That's illegal. Indeed. And what they show is you haven't gotten the shot yet. So I'm here on your private property to pressure you into doing so. Letting politicians decide what medicines I take is insane. You're not doctors, you're not even qualified. We're politicians, we like power, and we feel that qualifies us to do whatever we want. It absolutely doesn't. What I put in my body is my choice, and I'll consult my doctor over that because he knows me personally, because it's a medical issue. No, ma'am, this is more of a political issue. You can trust us. You're part of the government, and you work for me. And you being here is a complete infringement on my rights. You need to read the Constitution. At the Biden administration, we don't believe in the Constitution. It's not really how we want to govern, so you need this shot. The fact that you really want me to get this thing makes you look really, really suspicious. Thank you. You don't even know the half of it. And the more you push this thing, the more I doubt the safety. Oh no. When you look at this spreadsheet with our profit margins, you'll see that what we're working with here is totally safe for business. And the long-term clinical trials of an hour and a half are squeaky clean. You have nothing to worry about. It seems like you just want control. For your protection, yes. Thank you for seeing. We're just looking out for your best interest with our propaganda campaigns, censorship, and now me being here knocking on your door. You're welcome for all that we've been doing. Are people dumb enough to believe that? Some are. Now, I would really like to stab you with this needle and inject what's in it that you have no control over into your body. Absolutely not. I kind of just want to do it anyway. My body, my choice, you creep. That's not the way we see it. At the Biden administration, we look at it as your body, our choice. It's kind of a Bill Cosby-inspired mentality we've adopted. Get off my property now. Get the f*** off my property. No. I don't understand. Are you saying you don't want the shot that you've chosen not to get? Wait. While I'm here, do you mind if I confiscate all your guns? Go ahead and try. But Mengele didn't just let new arrivals live so they could work in the labor camps. He wanted them for medical research. 
his SS file reveals him as a specialist in genetics and eugenics. Mengele shared Hitler's obsession with racial purity. His dream was to copy the blonde, blue-eyed model of Aryan perfection, exemplified by members of the Hitler Youth, and then develop the means to genetically manufacture it on a massive scale. Mengele was particularly fascinated by identical twins. Sharing the same genetic blueprint, twins allowed him a unique opportunity to experiment on one and compare the results with the other. Now Mengele was presented with as many twins as he wanted. These are all identical twins used for medical experiment. Hundreds of twins from all over Europe were brought to this camp. They were numbered, but their origin and even their names are unknown. One of them was Eva Moses, seen here a day after liberation. Eva remembers meeting Mengele after receiving several toxic injections into her arm. Mengele declared, laughing sarcastically, he said, too bad, she's so young, she has only two weeks to live. I refuse to accept his verdict. I refuse to die. In all, Mengele murdered 3,000 twins. Some after chemicals were injected directly into their eyeballs. His aim? to turn the color of eyes from inferior brown to Aryan blue. Camp was set up for prisoners of war. It became a concentration camp in 1943. Initially, it was an exchange camp. Jewish hostages were kept for the purpose of exchanging them for German prisoners of war. As the Soviet army advanced, prisoners from the Eastern concentration camp were evacuated. At least 85,000 people were taken to Belsen camp by April 15, 1945. There were about 60,000 prisoners in the Belsen camp. The camp was designed to hold about 10,000 inmates. From January to April 1945, 35,000 people died in the camp. Due to overcrowding, starvation, disease, typhoid fevers, more than 60,000 people died in the Belsen camp. Gas chamber was used to murder prisoners. The camp was liberated on April 15, 1945 by the British Army. The soldiers discovered 60,000 prisoners, most of them seriously ill. They found over 30,000 unburied bodies lying around the camp. The British forced the SS camp staff to bury the thousands of dead bodies in the mass graves. The Bergen-Belsen camp was then burned due to an outbreak of typhus epidemic. Many of the former SS staff were tried by the British at the Belsen trial. Eleven of the defendants were sentenced to death. 
Joseph Kramer, the commandant of Bergen-Belsen concentration camp, was sentenced to death. Fritz Klein, German Nazi doctor, was sentenced to death. Peter Weingartner, block leader, was sentenced to death. Franz Hosler, deputy camp commander, was sentenced to death. Franz Stoffel, Ansgar Pichan, Wilhelm Dorr were all sentenced to death. Elizabeth Bokenred, Irma Gries, Johanna Burman were all sentenced to death. They were hanged on 13 December 1945 at the prison in Hamelin. It's 1945 and World War II is over. Adolf Hitler is dead. So are his top lieutenants, Heinrich Himmler and Joseph Goebbels. But dozens of high-level Nazis are still alive and in prison. What do the Allied powers do with them? They take him to court in their own backyard. The Nuremberg Trials were a series of international prosecutions that decided the fates of Nazi war criminals. Why hold these trials in the German city of Nuremberg? Well, for one, unlike a lot of German towns, Nuremberg was relatively undamaged by the war. And, just as importantly, the city had been the site of several infamous Nazi rallies. Prosecuting Nazi leaders there brought a symbolic closure to the Third Reich. The trials were administered by the four principal nations of the Allied powers, the United States, Great Britain, the Soviet Union, and France. However, each of these countries had their own laws and legal system and had to settle on a common framework of justice. They couldn't try each defendant four different ways. So in August of 1945, they all sat down and hammered out the London Charter of the International Military Tribunal. With the London Charter, the Allies agreed that the defendants would stand trial and be allowed to have their own defense attorneys. Instead of a single judge, there would be a tribunal, four judges, one from each Allied country. The London Charter also defined the three major charges each criminal would face. Crimes against peace, like planning and starting a war, war crimes, such as killing POWs, and crimes against humanity, in other words, killing civilians, as the Nazis did during the Holocaust. The trials lasted at Nuremberg from 1945 to 1949, but the highest profile cases were brought to court between 1945 and 1946. This period was known as the trial of the major war criminals. Among the 22 Nazi leaders on trial at Nuremberg were Gestapo founder Hermann Goering, Deputy Führer Rudolf Hess, Nazi Foreign Minister Joachim von Ribbentrop, and the German architect Albert Speer. Two additional Nazis had been indicted, but one, Labor Chief Robert Ley, killed himself before the trials. The other, weapons manufacturer Gustav Krupp von Bolen und Halbach, was declared mentally unfit. He was senile. Starting in November of 1945, the tribunal heard testimony and reviewed evidence for 216 court sessions. The horrors and crimes of the Nazis were put on display for all the world to see. In October of 1946, the court handed down its verdicts. 12 death sentences, including those for Goering and Ribbentrop. Three got life in prison. Four got lengthy jail terms, and three were acquitted. Nothing could undo the devastation of the war Nothing could bring back the millions of lives lost in the Holocaust and the millions more lost in battle. But the Nuremberg trials were an important step towards rebuilding an international system of justice. They established important legal precedents for future international trials, including those for Japanese war criminals, and for trials decades later in Rwanda and the former Yugoslavia. The Nuremberg trials officially entered the crimes of the Third Reich into the historical record so that there would be no doubt about what the regime had done.
Taking their places in the famous Nuremberg courtroom, judges of the Allied Military Tribunal begin the trial of minor war criminals. In the dock, once occupied by their leaders, are 23 Nazi doctors accused of many crimes in hospitals, concentration camps and research centers. Number one defendant is Karl Brandt, formerly Hitler's personal physician and a general in the Waffen-SS. Next in importance is Siegfried Handblazer, a former medical chief of the Wehrmacht. Hertha Oberhauser, the only woman defendant, was a physician in the notorious camp at Ravensbrück. All the accused pleaded not guilty, but time and evidence alone will decide their future. From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abode To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash Okay, thanks for hanging with us. It's our final segment, and... Uh, so I want to finish up just mentioning, if you go to the website, churchofgladtidings.com, just run your cursor across over ministries. It'll drop down and say Embassy Private Education Center. Click on that, and you'll get a whole page or two or three pages. Scroll down of everything they got going, how to do it, the ch- how much money it costs, how, how much one kid, two kids, three kids, four kids, five kids, six, six, seven, eight, nine, ten kids. It breaks it all down. And then you can actually put your kid's name in and all about them and send it over there and enroll them. <clears throat> or maybe or maybe you can just shoot an email in and just say, hey, I heard on Lou's broadcast that you guys are going. I heard you're full, but could we get on a waiting list, right? And if we're going to be on a waiting list, should we fill out this and send it over there, even though we're not going to get in right now? You know, people change their minds. So I, I always tell people, people say, oh, I said, why don't you go stay at the depot? They're on the streets. Or why don't you go stay over here? Don't you? Well, there's a waiting list. There's a wait. I said, hey, waiting lists change every day. So sign your name up. And then one of these days as you're running around town doing something, they'll call you and say, oh, your name's up. Do you want to get interviewed? Oh, I did. I couldn't. Re- I forgot I put on my name on there. Right. Put your name on the waiting list. So also, I want to mention three things. People are calling me saying, Lou, I need ivermectin. Lou, I need hydroxychloroquine. Lou, I need a doctor uh, uh, to do. I want to get some, I want to get a prescription even though I don't need it right now or I need it, I'm going to try to take it as a prophylactic, right? So I'm going to give you some websites. One is myfreedoctors.com. Now people are saying they really are free doctors. They will do telemedicine with you and they will, Order the medicine you need regarding, I'm referring to the COVID situation. MyFreeDoctors.com. The second one is AmericasFrontlineDoctors.com. AmericasFrontlineDoctors.com. You you can have an online telemedicine conference with a doctor. I, somebody told me it costs $90, and then, then, then they'll order the medicine for you if you need medicine. Okay. Then I I just found uh, Dr. Stella, 
who is originally from Nigeria. She has a big clinic, works at a big clinic or has a big clinic in Houston, Texas. And she works with America's frontline doctors. She's a part of them. But she has been treating people from all from COVID from the beginning and never saw anybody go to the hospital. Lines and lines and lines of people. So she has a website that I just looked at today called Dr. Uh, Dr. Like Dr. Dr. Stella. M.D., like medical doctor, Dr. Dr. Stella, MD.com. And you can order. Now, I, I think you can do telemedicine off, off that site. Uh, tell the doctor, telemedicine. You can also order. She has put together all over-the-counter med- uh, uh, supplements, and it includes... Uh, Oh, shoot. Now I can't remember what it is. It's um, D and A and C or zinc and quercetin. Is it quercetin? Anyway, it's a new product to me that you can buy over the counter. And anyway, she has this product that she's selling right off her website that you don't even need ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. It's a big boost to the immune system. And even if you're ill, it will help fight that. But anyway, check it out. It's right on their front page on the left. She's got a supplement uh, product right there that has all the key supplements like that, that we're all taking that we've been lear- learning this from, whether it's a uh, D, D booster, zinc, it's a huge deal, zinc, C, and then, and then I think it's quercetin. I'll have to look it up. Quercetin. I, I may be saying it wrong. But I've never bought it, but it's uh, you can get it. Uh, it's a supplement. It's not a none of these are medicines over the, uh, through the pharmacy. So Dr. Stella, check out drstellamd.com. I'm getting calls every single week on this and on the on the medical exemptions. And finally, another great site. I, the other site I just stumbled across is chemicalviolence.com. Chemicalviolence.com, and uh, I'm just going to let you take take a look at it because I haven't spent a lot. I looked at it today it's uh it's a great site so uh but but those are your med sites and then if you're if you're still needing the exemption letters i know church of glad tidings is doing medical exemptions for people helping them walk through that ask for courtney ortega out there 530-671-3160 courtney ortega for the for uh for exemptions exemption forms boilerplate type forms we're not suggesting you all fill out the same form we're suggesting you write your own document using some of the philosophical bents that are in the document and then dave bryan out there will write letters for people if you wish uh another guy that's doing it is a guy at uh if you're a yuba sutter resident called chris madsen m-a-d-s-e-n uh, at Praise Chapel, you'll have to look up his number. But he told me uh, two nights ago. I saw him at a meeting. He said, "Lou, I'm doing those exemptions for people. No problem." Chris Madsen at Praise Chapel in Yuba City pastors a church over there on Ayler, A Y L O R. Um, okay. Hey, you know, so we do. Dr. Cassie and I talk about him in regard to uh, addiction. But another thing that we've been doing for many, 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 many years, too many years to, I think I said I had hair when we started, but we started off partnering with a wonderful group called Sutter North that helped us. They did, they let us use their emergency surgery area, not like in the ER, but like uh, outpatient surgery area. And we set up, they they purchased a hundred, a big laser system, 
it, it, well, I say big. The unit's not massive, but it costs a lot of money. And they bought this equipment, and then then we charge each of the tattoo. We use it to remove tattoos, not just gang tattoos or criminal tattoos or, you know, off criminals, but just tattoos that are getting into people's way. We're not anti-tattoo. We're just saying if this is in your way, you've got an F-U-C-K-U on your forehead, that probably is going to hamper your job getting ability, right? Or you have something, some sexual position on your uh, forearm, probably not going to do good if you're serving food uh, at uh, Sizzler's. So anyway, we, we can remove all kinds of tattoos. And, and so we used to do it at Sutter North. You know, it's just so many of the things I'm involved in. Government just kills one after another. One out kills. They kill addicts. They kill COVID patients. And, and they, they killed my tattoo program. So Sutter North wanted to do it, but the government came in and said, well, if you're going to remove tattoos over here, you've got to do a pre-op and a post-op meeting. It's not necessary. They just walk in, you treat them, and they leave. You don't have to do pre-op, post-op. You don't have to do that stuff. But if you do it there, the government said, these are our rules. You've got to do it. Doesn't That doesn't have to make any sense. You just have to do it. So uh, anyhow, uh, I won't go into the whole story, but now we run the, we use the same machine and we run it out of Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City. So there, I said all that to say this. If you have any kind of tattoo that you want to get rid of that's visible, like on your face, on your neck, on your hands, on your arms, lower leg of females, not on your butt, uh, you know, not on your back. Uh, I mean, occasionally we'll make exceptions for funky, very unusual things. But generally what we're trying to do is help people get jobs, help people not get shot and help people do better in life, right? Remove something that they're embarrassed about that they thought was really cool 20 years ago. So uh, we're removing those once a month. We do it on the second Friday of each month at Church of Glad Tidings. It's very simple. You don't have to go meet anybody. You can make a phone interview. We just fill out a form for you at 671-3160-530-671-3160, extension 242-242. That's Karen, and she runs it out there. She takes your name. She takes a bit of a personal information about you, your ID information, how to get a hold of you, stuff like that. We don't want any, we're not interested in a bunch of funky stuff, no history and stuff like that. If you're pregnant, that's not going to work. No tattoo removal for pregnant people. So, uh, but uh, we'll get you going and we'll remove your tattoos for $50 a session, not $50 per tattoo, but $50 per visit. And we'll do as much as we can, and then we'll send you home to heal for a month. Then you can come back. So we're cleaning a lot of people up, and uh, so I don't really. You know, I have friends that are that are sleeved. They're tattooed on the face. They're happy with it. I'm happy with them. I don't. I'm just trying to help people, and Cassidy is too. So if you have an interest in that, five three zero six seven one three one six zero extension two four two, and that's Karen. So. Um, Give her a shout out if you're interested. She works Wednesday through Friday. If if you get her voicemail, just tell her who you are and you want to sign up for the tattoo thing, and then she'll sign you up and you will get just she'll tell you all the the ins and outs of it. Okay, pretty easy. And if you want to do it, we'll help you. If you don't, you just keep those tattoos and enjoy them every minute of your life. I'm for you. Okay, so let me see what I want to do. We we at this last section. We always 
So let me just give you, this is how bizarre this is. 2017 and 18, we had 45 million flu. uh, We had 45 million flu deaths in the U.S. of A. 2018-19, we had 36,000. 2019 and to start at 20, we had 30, I mean, not 36,000, 40,000. I said it's 45, 36, 38 million. 2019 into the beginning of 2020, 38 million. Do you know how many 2020 to 2021? 1,822. Just a handful of flu patients. They just transferred all those flu patients over and called them COVID people. That's just as simple as I can make it. You can believe it. Or if you want to believe in the tooth fairy, you just enjoy that tooth fairy and watch every day for a dollar under your pillow. Go get them, big shot. So Nazi punishment for violating lockdowns. Not only will Jews who have left their designated residential area be punished with death. You remember the lockdowns? Dr. Liu wanted the sheriffs to arrest people if you left your house. Sheriff's Elise Wendell Anderson said, ain't going to do it. Listen to this. Let me just tell you that I, I think it was last week I played a clip from a constable in Australia. They were visiting thousands of homes going door to door. And if the right people that were supposed to be living there were gone, they find them. They cited and find them. That means they charge them money out there in Oliverst. We are just a skosh away. In fact, they're removing people from homes in Australia and putting them in camps right now. They're removing people in Vietnam and putting them in COVID areas. This thing is nuts, people. Uh, it, COVID is not a big problem. The, what we have is a problem of evil people trying to destroy the lives and take over the government of of the world and people are are uh, they are unnecessary they don't really care how many communists have never cared how many people it costs to take over millions hundreds of millions no big deal i want to read you this quote not only will jews who have left their designated residential area be punished with death but the same penalty applies to anyone who knowingly provides refuge or a hiding place to such Jews. On September 5, 1942, German authorities in Warsaw, Poland, issued the announcement reminding Poles, Polish people, that the penalty for hiding Jews, aiding Jews, would, would, uh, who fled the ghettos with, was death. John Kostansky, a Polish Catholic teenager, remembered seeing these announcements posted throughout Warsaw. They like I'll give you I'll give you an example. We have the same type of oppression starting. I'll give you an example. So I've been in the billboard business for for many years and uh and you have to submit your design to the company and then we make posters and they put them up at the, the design. You can't put something up there that's obscene or weird or something like that. So I had a design I, I submitted recently. Say, just say no to mandated vax, vax, vaccination. And this week, out front media, who runs all the big billboards around town, I was going to buy a bunch of billboards and put say no to mandated, just say no to mandated vaccines. 
and they would not take that business. That's what we call censorship or shutting down free speech. And But they would take an Ampla Health billboard that said, we want to inject you. Okay, so listen to this. September 1942. Jan Kostanski, a Polish Catholic teenager, remembers seeing those announcements posted without throughout Warsaw. Sent shivers up his spine. Going to kill you. Almost immediately after the Warsaw ghetto was sealed in 1940, Jan had begun sneaking into the ghetto to help his former Jewish neighbors and close friends, family friends. The Wurzbicki family uh, were one family. With the help of his mother, uh, Jan quickly became involved in a large-scale smuggling operation to bring food into the ghetto. This work was incredibly dangerous. On one occasion, Jan and a group of teenage boys, a group of Jewish boys, were arrested during a raid. The Jewish boys were killed. Jan was only released after his mother paid a substantial bribe to a Polish policeman. Shortly before the mass deportations of the summer of 1942, Jan and his mother managed to secure hiding for Azzik Wizbicki and his children, Nathan and Nacha. Undertaking great risks, Jan and his mom sheltered and provided for the Wizbicki family for the next two years. After the Wausau Polish uprising of 1944, Jan's mother and sisters fled the, the, the city. Jan remembered, Jan remained behind and hid with the Wizbicki family. For four months, Jan, Ezik, Nathan, and Nacha lived with a group of Jews in an underground bunker until the arrival of the Soviet army in January 1945. Jan and Nacha eventually married after the war and resettled in Australia. In 1983, Jan and his mother, whose name I can't even pronounce, got so many, it's got so many letters in it. They got the whole alphabet in one word. They were honored by Yad Vashem as righteous among the nations. After the ceremony, Jan's son, Andrew, said to him, Dad, I've really thought about it a lot. I don't know if I could have done it, Jan replied. Or, I, I don't know that I could have done it. In other words, the boy's saying to his father, I don't know that I could have done what you did after they gave him this award. Jan replied, no one knows until they're in that situation. I just did it because it was a natural thing for me to do. There's another guy that I wanted to recognize called Sir Nicholas Winton. He's a British man. There's a picture of him during the war I'm looking at, and right next to it, a picture of him on his 105th birthday. Guy does not look 105. 75, 80? Maybe. Looks healthy as a horse and big, th nice head of hair, nice suit on, looks beautiful. Sir Nicholas Winton... A uh, British man rescued 669 children destined for death camps from Nazis, arranged for them to have homes, and smuggled them to Great Britain. And then he re, uh, reconnected them with families if they survived. 105th birthday. These are The reason I read these stories is some of you need to become these people today. 
Stand up, get these kids out of school. Stand up, get the masks off these kids. Stand up for our nurses. Stand up for our technicians. One of my friends is an x-ray technician here in Yuba City, and they told him he needed to take the vaccination. He just said, no, I'm not going to do that. And he said, we'll give you a week to think about it. He said, don't need a week. I'm going to do that. It's over. And uh, they said, oh, well, you know, we only got one, one of our people already went and worked to work for, went to work for another organization. And, uh, you know, in other words, he was they were running out of workers. That's what needs to happen. We need to walk out. Yeah, it's going to be risky for you. Maybe you'll need to take a different kind of a job for a while. But eventually you're going to get your job back somewhere. Right. Dr. Cassidy at Peachtree Health had needed to throw down when they were going to fire him. And he stood up for his convictions, and uh, they they backed down. Now, there may be a day when they're not going to back down, but the, life goes on. As the one lady wrote, she was a uh, worked in the medical field, and uh, she, she wasn't a nurse, but she worked in the medical field, and she just walked away. And she said, God will provide her. You know, there'll be a provision for me, and there will be a provision. And a new society will develop. If we win, and I'm I'm preparing to win. I'm not. I don't fight to lose. I'm preparing to win, and I'm not. I'm not going to be passive. Also, there are signs at Church of Glad Tidings you can get for five dollars to put in your yard or your window that warns anybody they cannot come on your property, even the government, without a warrant. It states the law. If you want one, they're available. They're on uh, that particular fiberglass or plastic looks like cardboard, but it's plastic. It'll last right through the winter, winter after winter after winter. They're white with black print, and they, they have plastic, They have the wire stands to go on if you want to stick it in the grass or if you want to just put it in your window. You don't need the stand. I got one put right in my window, $5. So anyway, uh, thank you for listening, and we're calling it a night, and I hope you enjoy the show. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still...